Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Fantastic Forum. Fuck, fuck, fuck the DC Universe app. <laughs> I'm willing to bet nobody really cares about this Dark Phoenix movie. Really, like, I know Tyreek Hall, you care about it because you care about bad movies. We live in a world right now where we're getting a Venom movie, a Aquaman movie, and a Joker movie. What more could you ask for? Well, we could ask for the Venom movie to actually be good. I'm looking in the chat right now. Oscar says that they do. Yeah, have he's saying Superman a bunch of. Shit. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Trust me. I, I know what I'm fucking doing. I'm hosting this. Shit, all right. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live Wednesday nights, 9:30 Eastern, 6:30 Pacific, on AllGames.com. The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Its pulsating sounds penetrate deep into your ear canal to stimulate your cochlea in ways no other show can. This is your final warning. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool, I got the keys ready to come in and the comment music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes, incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider Man number one looks like? Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our resident Dark Knight detective. He's next in line for the Cal. He is, in fact, our intrepid senior reporter. He is Oz. We are also the number one show on the network. There you go. Also on Skype, the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Well, look who decided to come back. <laughs> well, look who it is. <laughs> Came crawling back. <laughs> right. Look, after, after they decided they didn't want me on the CBR podcast, I was like, I guess I'll come back this way. You know, maybe those guys will let me on. Did you, you know. really do the CBR podcast? 
Absolutely not. No. No. Fuck <laughs> you, <Larry. laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that I would never do it, but I don't. I wouldn't do it without at least one of you all, because you know, yeah. It's I like, mean, I don't. It would feel wrong. I'd like to give them a lesson or two on how to do it. Dude, I'm look. I don't even know if CBR even has a podcast. Not anymore. They tried to do it, you know, back in the day, but yeah. I don't think they they have it anymore. All the people, you know, there was only like five when we started. I don't think yeah. any of those are, exist anymore. No, listen, I'm not even sure there were that many when we started. Yeah, because you like you look back in those archives and it's like cats don't go that far back. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We destroyed all of them. <laughs> we destroyed oh. Wizard Magazine. No, we, we definitely destroyed Wizard World. I remember that. Wizard World still happens, just not in L.A. Yeah, well, look, they can't afford the the to do it in a big city. That's in a our big market. that's our territory. Look, <laughs> I don't see them out here either. No, see them. Oh. And look, the ones that we did back got bought by Stan Lee and is now like one of the bigger LA shows of the year. That's, that's true. Kamikaze, Long Beach, like those are tried and true shows. You're right. Long Beach has to do twi- two a year. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh. Shout out to Jay. He's not with us today. He's out working, making the world a better place for you and for me. Uh, as for myself, my name is Larry. My name is Larry. My name is Larry. My name is Larry. And I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyway, uh, yeah, they call me Mayor Young. They call me Mr. Young, too. You can call me whatever you want. I, I'm just happy to be here. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to bring you a couple reviews. We're going to talk about the latest news, and we're going to talk about all the shenanigans that are going on in the comic book industry in general, which there's plenty. There's plenty happening. So if you want to add in and join in on the fun, you can feel free to do that. We got a, f- a few different ways we can do. you can do it. I'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, and ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. It's LA's South Bay's best comic book store. You, oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to let you. Uh, was I supposed to let you play something there? I mean, uh, after you talk about Jeffrey's, he can play the number. Oh, LA's and South Bay's best comic book store. Uh, you can go ahead and give them a call at 310-538-3198. Okay. Interestingly yeah. enough, I made the drop for when Moe's not here, but he's the one that's always here. That <laughs> word, word. Um, I do need a little more reverb on that, though. You just took me, told me to take it out. Oh, I played it. You said, "Oh, that, that's oh. too much." I took it out. Now, now it's not enough. God, okay. Never no, happy. I know. I know what it needs. I know exactly what it needs. It needs more cowbell. No, it well that too. It needs uh overdubbing like the Beatles did with Sgt. Peppers. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. But you know what? There is a way to contact the show. Wanna get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. 
do want to. You do. So join. Join the party. Wanna... Larry, Larry, how was your little vacation? I I didn't have a, a vacation. You talk about like my time away from the show? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, actually, okay, wait. So I'm trying to think. Was there a point that was a vacation? Maybe a small point. We took a, a week off around the beginning of September, and then you missed two shows. So that's three yeah. weeks. Yeah. That I haven't three weeks that I haven't spoken to you at all. That's unfortunate. We should. We should. You're, t- you're telling me that. Yeah. Well, one of those one of those weeks was uh, Nia Jetta's birthday. Right. And so we were gone. Like I, I was gone and on on like vacation. Uh, during that point, that was fantastic. We had a great that was like time. the first week, right? Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I was away for work. Uh, and then the week after that. I found out. Huh? Oh no! Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I I was gonna say the week after that, I found out that the um, the um, friggin' uh, what's that place called? In Strange Things, the Upside Down. Oh, the Upside Down. Yeah, the portal to the Upside Down is in my refrigerator. Ah. Is that where the sugar man is? Huh? Is that where the hidden sugar man is? It, look, anything terrible is in there. The probably like sh- hidden sugar man, friggin' the first five Transformers movies, <laughs> like everything, everything terrible. The Snyder is, cut. The Snyder, the Snyder cut of Justice League, right? Exactly. And now exactly. it's funny that you mentioned that last week you found the portal to the Upside Down because I reviewed Stranger Things number one. I know. I read it. Did you like it? I did like it. I liked because I liked what they did in like showing us the other side of that story, you know? Right. And yeah, that, that was good. that was cool. And it, like all of it came together really well for me. Like the writing, I felt was appropriate, and I liked the art. Um, it felt like the tone was right. And don't get me wrong, like none. I, I'd be lying if I was like all any of it was spectacular because none of it was spectacular, but all of it like I felt like the parts came together to to like to a greater whole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It did its job, and I it's like I could totally see people butchering a Stranger Things comic book. So maybe that maybe my expectations were really low, just because I was like, you know, it 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 shouldn't be that hard, but. For some reason, I just feel like people, like there are people that would like not get the tone quite right and just not have those kids look properly. And and that was the big thing for me, too, where I was like, yeah, like the art wasn't spectacular, but those kids looked like the right kids. Yeah. I was re- waiting for them to screw those kids up because they got distinct faces. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, maybe not like the two, like the one that the main one and the one that goes into, into the upside. Yeah. Yeah. Upside down, like they kind of have like a similar-ish kind of look. They have different color hair, but they have a similar sh- look to them. But the other two obviously have very distinct looks, you know. And I was just like, yeah. they're gonna not look right, but they looked fine. 
Yeah. I don't know. Did you like it? Oh, I, oh, you didn't hear the show. So no, I didn't get to hear it. Oh, I wish you did because you know, we got number one with it. And I, uh, I, I did see that. Yeah, I wish and, you would you know, have heard it and took took notes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you weren't on the show either, Oz. Did you listen to it and take notes? Yeah, I had to cut out the clips. Yeah, and, you had to make the the preview. And what notes? And what notes did you take, Oz? Don't let Larry call. Oh, okay. Or how about make sure Oz isn't there? Wait, let me see. I'm looking through my notes. Fuck you, Larry. Yeah, that was <laughs> note number one. <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> it's like how many episodes are named that? <laughs> Only the ones you like take three. us out of first place. Um, yeah, I, I, you got to listen to it and give me notes. I mean, I know I, you know, we got number one with it and, but you know, you, you, you got to remember I did like two weeks of shows leading up to that, that weren't number one. And those two weeks were filled with neurosis up until I did get number one, which is why I let you, well, not let you, but which is why I was, you know, okay with you taking the reins on this one because if this one didn't get number one and i took i i was at, in charge of it i'd probably just jump off a cliff oh don't do that yeah but you know you know how i am yeah it's, it's this, I, I get neurotic know. about this shit yeah yeah but, so um yeah chat's a buzzing already of course tiger claw trying to talk about Oh, we actually got some really positive feedback in the email about last week's episode before we move on real quick. Oh, hey, um, yeah. Talk, yeah, talk. it says, hey, no, you guys are sounding nice, streamlined, and, and you know, Tiger Claw is really doing a good job with the news. Uh, it says here, signed Tiger Claw. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, tell Emily she didn't have to write in, email in. She could have just <laughs> told us that, but no, it, it, it makes more sense as Tiger Claw. <laughs> it's like, keep up the good work, guys. P.S. Get rid of the hack. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> the best part, I was like, which one of us is the hack? Is it me? Is it Oz? Is it Joe? I know Joe was on last week, right? Yeah. Joe was on the last two weeks, which was good because the first week, I didn't think anybody was going to be on. I thought it was going to be me and Tiger Claw. But then Joe came in, and Joe had, like, this dude, his whole time off, he lived pre-production. So he had, like, ten things to get to. And we oh. only got to, like, half, and then we got right. to another few the next week. And then we're supposed to kind of get back to some more I I hear this in the week, but... that he was really, really enjoying the, the DC Universe app. Yeah, that app is a piece of shit. Um, somehow, Oz can get the superman one and two but i only get three and four well i I just went to the movie section it was right there. yeah look what what are you looking at it on like what app what what device chrome my laptop okay so look that might be a they have different apps for different devices or different platforms the the i guess the chrome one is the best one because there is no in my phone. I have an iOS and then Apple TV. In those two, there is no such thing as a movie section. 
There Wait, is. There is really. It's yeah. There is. What? Look, I'm looking at it right now. Superman the movie, 1978. On um, Apple? Yeah, on my, on my iPhone. I opened it up. At the bottom, there's a section that says movies and TV. And then you scroll down to where it says movies. Oh, you didn't say a movies and TV section. You said a movies section. Like mine, mine says right here, Super Friends. That's like what they're trying to sell me on. Like, oh, I got to watch this next. They said dive back in. Right. And then go trend, to the next trend, one. This says trending movies and TV. No, no, no. After Dive Back In, right underneath it, it says movies. And in fact, mine the first said, movie... Mine, look, I'll send you the screenshot. Um, mine says Dive Back In and Trending Movies and TV. Well, it's so, You must not be logged in or something, because... No, I'm, I, don't, I don't, they don't let you get well, anything. What I'm saying is, I don't in. have the trending. I don't, yeah, I don't have the that's trending. That's what it's I have. Dive Back In... And then yeah. movies, and then animated. So here's what we're gonna do um, for our people that follow us on Instagram. Uh, you have an iPhone, so you can screen video, screen capture video. Just go through the app, through all the different tabs and everything. Do like a maybe like a thirty second like demo of your app on your end, and then I'll do one of mine. Larry, you do it on yours on an Android. Yeah, on an Android, and then we'll let Joe know if he could do it on his. I don't know. Uh, wait, you wait, might wait. Need to download an app that captures hold your on, hold on. Mo, video. Mo, hold on. I think yeah. I figured it out. Because I see the trending movies. At the bottom, what what tab are you on? At the bottom, there's one, two, three, four, five tabs. I'm on home. Go to movies and TV right next to it. Click that. It's dive back in. Right. Then movies. Right. What's right. the first movie on yours? Because it's Superman on mine. Probably because I clicked it last On mine time. is Batman Beyond the Return of the Joker. Yeah, that's the second one on mine. So, yeah, there you go. Batman Beyond the Return of the Joker was good. Yeah, it was. I watched it on there. Um, I do see Superman 1. When I actually searched it, it didn't come up. Um, the Apple TV version of this app doesn't have this little bottom thing. Um, it's just one big home screen and it looks like the home screen on my phone. Uh, I clicked on the DC daily thing and it wouldn't play on the What's Apple TV. That? Oh, DC daily, the, the TV show. Yeah. Because this week is New York comic con. So they have their correspondence there already offered like preview night or whatever. Right. Right. I tried to, to watch what they're saying. Nothing would come up. I did it on my phone. Came up fine. Um, oddly enough, last week we found out that they're also on YouTube DC Daily, which really negates the fact that I paid $75 a year for it. Wait, it's, it, like, it's free? Whatever you can get on the DC app, you can find someplace else apparently, huh? Well, yeah. And that's, you know, that brings up, you know, this is my way of segging into our first topic, the the first impressions of the titans trailer for netflix what exclamation park exclamation mark question mark exclamation mark question mark it's like they make yeah. people pay 75 dollars a year for their original programming uh, you know before it comes out and it's like this shit's on fucking netflix i don't understand that move at all like 
because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I guess, well, here's the thing, though, right? I, I think we can all agree that the killer app is not going to be this Titan show. And I think DC knows that at this point, too. Hey, I don't give a shit, Larry. Yeah, that's that's not the point. The point is that that's their original programming for the for the uh, their app, for their service. Like Young I- Justice, a cartoon that people already love was going to be a Netflix exclusive and they pulled out of it to put it on here. Right, but then now with Titans being on Netflix, is it possible that Young Justice might be on Netflix too? It better not be. I paid $75 right. a year. Like and I said, a class action lawsuit. That <laughs> that would really be like if that ends up happening, then that's Wait, when you think I haven't spoken to Steve Lehrman about this. I don't know who that is. That is the lawyer that represented Rodney King. His offices are on 8500 Wilshire Boulevard. I mean, he didn't do that good. <laughs> I mean, he got he got him paid. Yeah, like he won the, he represented him in the civil suit, the the wrongful like injury suit. Tireclaw in chat is pointing out that it's on Netflix internationally because they can't get the DCEU service internationally, which is kind of what CBS did. Remember, Star Trek was supposed yeah. to be for their app only, and then it was also on Netflix. It look, I also is that only on in Netflix internationally, and that's it. That's or is what it be on Netflix? that's what Tireclaw's been saying, but the preview. For Titans the, that the, went out to the everybody. Official trailer yeah, the official trailer Netflix. said Netflix on it, and we didn't get that with the with Star with Star Trek. Like, and not not only that, but we don't even have the trailer for up and coming, like no banners or anything for Titans like that, like that change on a daily basis, like they have for the Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a scam <laughs> to me. Like, like I said, like as soon as you open the 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 DC Universe app is Super Friends. You you swipe it to you swipe the little banner to the left. You get the new Teen Titans comics, and then you get Batman Begins, Justice League War, New Teen Titans Annual, nineteen eighty two comics, and the Death of Superman. Right, and at uh, this point, they should be pushing that Titans TV show. Like that should be their main. That should be it. That, that should like, be the, the the first thing, the splash page when you click the app. Exactly, and, and not only that, together they can really pimp out the fucking app. Together, who? Well, with the because Teen Titans is people have been talking about it for the last year online. Whether it's oh, I hate these. Like terrible cosplayers, they got playing the design. The, these costumes are out of context. Then we see official stuff, and it's not out of context. That's what they look like. There, there's all this buzz. Oz, do you have the bees buzzing sound effect? Mm-hmm. We have all this that. this buzz about mm, like you, you can keep saying buzz. Awesome. That, does, that's not, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. We have all this buzz with this show. <laughs> That right around the launch of this app, when the you know the the trailer came out what yesterday, I think so. The, the app came out two weeks ago, so that these these two things 
it's called syn- branding synergy, Larry. Like I shouldn't be telling DCEU this, how to do this. You know what I mean? They don't really do synergy at DC. I don't know if you've been. Well, watching. that's the that's the oh. problem. Like that, that's the thing. Like th- this, their whole marketing shit's all fucked up. Their whole creative process is all fucked up. And this app, yeah, you know, I gave them seventy five bucks a year because I figured it. You know, it's a production cost for this show, so it's you know kind of a tax deductible. But still, I, if I could watch DC Daily on YouTube, like, like you watch it on the DC Universe channel on youtube yeah you know what i mean like it's the reason like you know we always larry like not to give people a little too big a, a peek behind the curtain but we always tell well it be you know behind the scenes we always talk about how can we we do things that will generate uh listenership on different like social media platforms like how can we create this content and it's like no like we have a show we have this is our platform we should always give all the good shit here and not worry about that. You know, like, and, and, you know, and, you know, ultimately there is a balance for us. Right. But we're not a pay service. Like, we're right. not, we don't have that pay gate where it's like we require people to pay us for what we give them so we can't do it for free somewhere else. You know what I mean? Right. They have a big fucking pay gate. I told this this client yesterday, it's like, yeah, I paid 75 bucks a year. He said, what the fuck? I don't have time to spend 75 bucks a year. He's, he's 11 years old. He says, I don't have, if I had more time in a day. What the fuck? Yeah. He says, he goes, I don't have enough time to pay for that app because I don't have time to watch it. So why would I pay any kind of money? Like, I go, well, what do you, would you have to pay? He's like. I mean, I'd pay like $2 a month. Like, I showed him the app on my phone, and he's like, yeah, I'd give him. And I go, well, you know, the New Young Justice is going to be on it. It's like, you know what? I'll pay for like one month and get like a 30-day trial if they have it and just watch it on summer vacation, just to catch up on everything they have that I want to see, and then then just quit it, you know? Yeah. He, he looked at me like I was a fucking dumbass for Paying seventy five years, seventy five bucks right off the bat, and then you told him you split that with with three other people, right? Well, I split it with two because you're the only one that that paid me. Oh, I'll oh. pay you. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> you've done paid for it ahead of time. I ain't tripping. But right. um, Larry doesn't want to pay for it because it's racist. <laughs> but the the point racist. is, is yeah, yeah, because they they it's still go go ahead, Mo. It's still money out of the pocket. Like it's 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 capital that could have gone through something else, whether it be a bottle of tequila or co- more comics. You know, like tequila. Yeah, like, <laughs> Look, I saw your your brand Casamigos sells shooters now, like the little tiny oh, bottles. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're four bucks a pop, but yeah. Oh wow! No, Casamigos is delicious, man. I love it. We got to get an endorsement deal. There we go. I'll talk to them about it. They're like the most American liquor company out right now, anyway, because they're owned by like some private investor and like George Clooney, right? No, they sold it. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, Clooney like made like a few million off of it. Look, you got Ciroc. Why doesn't that count? Who owns Ciroc? Because it tastes like shit. Puff Daddy. Hmm. I'll I'll wait for. Terrible. I wait for the Yeezy brand wine. Uh, you know it's coming. 
You know, it's coming. I mean, you know, it's going to be like a bottle where half of it is water and half of it's wine. They can use the old Trump wineries. <laughs> or do say Jay Z owns stake in do say. That really sounds good. like I'm taking yeah. a shit. Yeah. I can't drink something called Deuce. But it's it's delicious. But that Titan show, I, I thought about Wait, it. Wasn't El Duce that singer that Courtney Love tried to hire to kill Kirk Cobain? I don't know. Damn so, right you don't know. So I was watching <laughs> the uh the Titans trailer while drinking, obviously. And uh it struck me the that show's racist. Or at least whoever came up with that show is racist. Because I, I, I realized um, every comic book I've ever read, Starfire has straight hair. Yeah. But, but they decided to cast a, a African-American actress to play Starfire, right. which is fine. She should be orange yeah. anyway, not, not... It doesn't matter what race brown. they Yeah, she, she, as long as she's orange. But then yeah. they said, well... This is a black woman. She can't have straight hair. She's got to have them curls. Yeah. Fucking racist yeah. ass DC. Look, but yeah, DC is racist because they did the same. Well, actually, no, sorry. I mean, DC is racist. I don't apologize for that. I apologize for my inaccuracy because it's the same thing with Domino. That's the same exact thing. It just happens that people like Deadpool 2 better than they like the Titans so far. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you get a person of color, so you don't want to paint them a different color, and you don't want to straighten their hair. But but like that actress actually has had straight hair, right? Am right. I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, look, it doesn't like me personally. I don't care what kind of hair the person has. Like, if you're playing an orange character, like paint your face orange. At least make the eyes green, like all the time, <laughs> not just when she uses her powers. Yeah, no, the the whole show, like, I'm almost, look, I'm over here bitching about this app, I paid $75, I'm gonna keep saying $75, because $75 could have been a new tattoo for me, at least the line work. Um, I wouldn't have given you money for a tattoo. You already did, motherfucker. Yeah, but I got a haircut out of it. Yeah, so. And it drove, I mean, it drove look, the bitches crazy, crazy. Yeah, that, that's my gift for cutting hair. Alcohol, I um, missed you. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I lost. I lost my train of thought. See what happens when I'm not hosting. Damn right, derailed your train. Pulling the train Bert on the Moses. What? Bert in chat says bunch of racists in comic books. Dude, orange face is offensive to Trump. Don't be calling people racist and then encourage them to paint their faces orange. <laughs> Orange people are yeah. the ultimate minority. There's only like two. Yeah. I'm telling you, Trump is a Tameranian. Well, it's Trump and then that girl I went to Magic Mountain with when I was 16. And yes, Hacked, I said Tameranian, not Tamarindo. That's something else. <laughs> Tamarindo. <laughs> you know, it, I, I mean, we all know how I feel about people DC. of different races or no. non Marvel. Uh, no, I was gonna say people of different races playing characters that they aren't. It's like I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I'd prefer them to. I, I just want the, I want the characters when they're 
in multimedia to look as much like the characters in the comics as possible. And, you know, obviously, it's like Starfire, in my opinion, doesn't look as though her features are African-American. She's orange, and she is an alien. I do understand that. But, obviously, she's humanoid. And because she's humanoid, her features don't, in my opinion, favor the majority of uh, black people. Yeah, but you know what? I've seen some Starfire cosplayers that were black women and were way better than that. black features? Well, I mean, they're black women, so they're going to have all the black features. And we're way better than what we see in the show. You can't make that generalization. I think I can. No, you can't. I mean, no, I think I think Oz is right in the sense that if you're black and those are your features, then those are black features. They might not be, you know, what is are considered, you know, uh, maybe typical, you know, or maybe I don't know what the right word is. Maybe uh, the the majority, you know, uh, 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 the features of the because I mean, obviously, like you the have stereotypical. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like for instance. Uh, just out of you know, Paula Patton is a black woman, but she could be Starfire if she paint her face orange. She would look just like Starfire. You know what I mean? Uh, you and, know the the same thing with Beast Boy. I don't mind that it's the Asian dude, but he should be green all the time, not just when he transforms. I I had no idea that was an Asian guy. I've only seen the green pictures of him. That just looks like a like exotic looking white dude. E- like, either way, the only thing green about him is his hair until he changes into something. Really? Yeah. All the pictures I've seen of him have been with green skin. No. They've been with green hair. Really? Yeah. They, they, he's never had green skin as like... You know what? Maybe I saw like a, a mock-up or something. Like somebody you must was have not watched the right. trailer that you said you watched. I, look, I probably didn't realize I was looking at Beast Boy. <laughs> you, He's like, oh, that's Tim Tim Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, you know how it it's goes. Like, why does Tim like, Drake have that green hair? I don't know who that villain is, but that seems interesting. Nope. <laughs> oh, I'll post it in chat and you can get a better look yeah. at, at this guy. But but you know, the it's just one of those things where like you know, I don't when it comes to cosplay, I think people should cosplay whatever they want, however they want. Look however you like. That's more than okay because that's an expression of your fandom. Oh, jeez. That looks terrible. <laughs> right? That's And that's like, that's the press picture. That's not that leaked shit that they said was out of context. Is it only four of them? Is it only four? No, Hawk and Dove are in it. And Hawk and Dove are actually like the most accurate looking so far. I don't, I don't know. I've only and seen them in the trailer. Is it female Dove? Yeah, yeah female Dove. It's, yeah, it's the ones because they're going to spin off. For, they got their own show too. Hawk and so, Dove? Yeah, so they're going to spin off of this. But you know what? But, if, if you're going for diversity, the, the original Hawk and Dove would have probably been better because you can make the argument that original Dove might have been gay. I mean, well, DC ma- is not trying to go for that. Like, like making making the the at least in the TV show making the original Dove a, a gay man wouldn't have been so out of place. Like I'm not sure in this day and age if a white gay guy is more diverse than yeah no nah. a a woman. But it's a white woman. 
I don't think it matters. I think woman trumps white gay guy. Yeah. If a white gay guy would have been at the Kavanaugh hearings, it would have been a different outcome. (laughs) See, now, so he's green here, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. So here he's using his powers, but he's not into a fucking animal. He just turned green for no reason. Well, in that I mean, picture, it's, like it's it's in the middle of the picture, Mo. I don't sure know. But he's look, he's, tra- ask, he's look, transforming look, into something, so he turns yeah, green when he uses. All his I'm power. saying, all I'm saying is that's how he should look normally, right? And, and you know, I agree with you. In, in that new trailer, when he comes out of a transformation, he is green, and then you see him slowly go back to a regular shade, and that's uh, that's not beastful, right? Why are we in a day and age where actors still want to get recognized? You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, it's like we've. I thought I felt like there were so many people that have like covered their faces up, and it's worked for them, right? Like not not necessarily. No, I mean, well, you got Hugo Weaving, right? Yeah, like Hugo Weaving was like good in V for Vendetta. People loved it, but they like you know. Right now, like if you ask anybody like about that movie that they love it, you know, it's become a symbol for some people. All they care about is the mask. And then, you know, he played the red skull. Right? Like we none of us knew that he wasn't the red skull in Infinity War. Yeah, but what's that have to do with anything? Like we knew. That's he what I'm was. saying. Like he was the red skull. So in like I thought it was just Hugo weaving in Infinity War, I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, but the the main role he played was in Captain America. And he was amazing in that and covered his face up for the majority of it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, and then what about like what uh Carl Urban did it for Dread, right? Look, there's no Dread sequel. There might well, be a TV yeah. show. Not yet, but look, but it's not look, like it's been ten years. Huh? It's been ten years. I'm saying his career wasn't hurt because no one saw his face. But nobody has lost the size of Carl Urban. I, I would say that it was helped. Nah, nah. <laughs> you could ask people right now on the street. Like we could do a man on the street. We have the technology. Like people don't know who Carl Urban is. Hey, dude, they'd rec- really they recognize him, but they yeah. wouldn't know the name. They like, wouldn't know the name. But they they wouldn't recognize they would recognize him. They you know they'd see like oh, he they wouldn't know he's the guy from Lord of the Rings, or Star Trek probably. Yeah, you might get Ragnarok, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But even still, like I feel like almost all, all those roles kind of hide who how he really looks. Like I'd be surprised if he's like oh he's the guy from the priest. It's only, it's literally, he only covers his face in one of those roles. No, but the thing is, he looks, the only role where he looks how he, he really looks is Star Trek. He's in, just in Ragnarok, he doesn't look like that in real even, life. Even in Star in, Trek, he does a thing Lord, with his mouth. Yeah. Where it's like in sideways. Lord of the Rings, he doesn't look like how he looks. He's just a good actor. That's and what that's, I'm saying. But the thing is, all these prostheses, like, they don't know that they've seen him. The guy keeps getting roles is the whole but point. He keeps getting roles, That's but he's not look, if he was playing Thor, I'd give you the I'd give you the point. You know what I mean? But he ain't playing Thor. He keeps getting roles, but he's not the star. I mean yeah. to to the point that he's gonna do a, a TV show. 
He's a good character actor. A TV show is a good thing. Like you said, it like it's a bad a thing. A TV like, show where they cover his face. The universe app. Which it might You're be because it's Dread. He's doing a Dread TV show? Yeah. Well, they've That's been talking about it for a while. Yeah, <laughs> they, haven't, like, they haven't started shooting it, though. They've been trying to do it, a though. movie. They were trying to do a trilogy. They're trying to do a TV show. The, like, was, the best thing that could have happened to him was Carlos Esquera died. Was he holding back that? That no, it, it's what it, it brings Judge Dredd into the like the news like fandom like consciousness like back to the forefront. People gotta watch that Dredd movie, man. That movie was good. It was amazing. Like they watched it. Yeah, mm-hmm. people watched it. They just didn't pay for it. No, I don't know if that's true. It didn't make the money. It didn't make its money back. Did it not make its money back? We would have had a, a sequel announced on, on the second, third week if it would have made its money back, at least. I don't know. It might have broke it might have broke even or did a little better. And uh, it's kinda like oh, somebody give me these numbers. Somebody um, give me these numbers. Uh, it was a fucking flop. I'll look it up. That's unfortunate because that was a really good movie. Like, we actually talked about this sh- on the show, like how we liked the movie. And we're sad that it was a flop. I remember it because it was a Friday morning when we did the shows for like eight hours, free play Friday, <laughs> and we did it for my house. Bird says I went to see Dread. Was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah this this is definitely a flop. <clears throat> Dom- I, domestically, I'm not even like this is just uh, lifetime domestically, thirteen million. That's up till now. Jeez. Worldwide. 35. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, wait, like so, we, we wait, literally that, we had we had a conversation that, like about how awesome this movie was. We were all sitting on my couch. It wasn't the time, you know, somebody that we will not name was making breakfast in my kitchen. Does that ring a bell, Larry? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you know around the time frame. Yes. Yeah. We were yeah. in my house, and Oz wasn't there because he, that he, that's the time he was working like at the casino. Yes. After we finished it, he, we, you guys all left. You left me the computer so I could do it. He came home to give me like some hard drive or something, and I was chilling on my bed, petting my dog. Gotcha. That's yeah. when we talked about how we were sad about this movie not making money. The the budget for Dread was forty five million, which is yeah. half of the Stallone version, by the way. And yeah, yeah inter- like at best, when you include DVD sales and all that, you can say it did 41. Yeah. Best case scenario. And that's Look, worldwide. That's 10 years after. That means like even residuals of it playing somewhere in some fucking shithole country. Oh, and by oh. shithole country, I mean America. <laughs> I'm talking about like Michigan or hey, something. Hey. <laughs> But yeah, man, that's rough. That's yeah, that rough. Sucks. That's... I mean, I don't know why you're surprised. Like ten years later, like we, I forgot. Had... I miss when you weren't on the show. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. You son of a bitch. Bird says, "How did it not make fifty mil?" He's like, "WTF? People are idiots." Right, Like when, when we were. When we were talking about it, it flopped. I was thinking, oh, it probably made like thirty million on the opening or something. You know and why it didn't make? It didn't make fifty million. 
And it, it, we've, we've been talking about it the, for the last 20 minutes because it starred Carl fucking Urban. And if his it would have been The Rock, it would have made $150 million. Technically, it didn't start, star Carl Urban. It starred his chin. Because I remember long conversations with you guys about how emotional his chin was. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that's... Look, that's why it was like a faithful comic book movie. Because that's all you need for a good Dread movie. And that's why it was a good Dread movie. And then didn't make money. That's, that's exactly... That's, you know, at the barbershop, it's always my argument. Like... If you wanted Venom to be good, don't cast the name to be Venom, to be Eddie I, Brock. I, I would love to see The Rock in a Dread movie, but not as Dread. By the way, um, Judge Dread, starring well-known actor Sylvester Stallone, who takes off the goddamn helmet, $113 million. Yeah, but that was a different time, too. Yeah, well, it was, was a different time, but $13 million went a lot longer than two. Yeah, 113 million. Yeah, no, no, no I, I'll give you that. But I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, that's like one of those things where it's like, it's almost like, well, you're comparing album sales today to like Thriller. And it's like, but, but oh. I'm saying, but the thing is, that's like you're saying, like, okay, there's no artist, like, there's no artist right now that can make Thriller. I don't know if that's true. Uh, look, I'm, I'm 95% is true. But there is actors that can make. Dread, like that are as big a name, if not bigger, than what Stallone was when he did Dread. No, but I mean, well, here's the thing, like, if you're saying, like, if you're talking pure talent, I'm not even talking talent. I'm talking about name. Like, people go see it. It'll be bad as shit. It was not going to be a good Dread movie, but it's going to be a name actor. They'll still make it for you know. 45 million or whatever the the dread the judge dread movie was made and it'll make you know 250 million oh well well yeah i mean but you so what you i mean but the argument you're making though is someone can make a poor movie and make money doing it like we know yeah, that's what that's, well, that's, that's what i was saying like i i started banking on this whole line of thought it, i started saying it was carl urban that made the movie like if it would have been somebody else it would have made its money back this, that exact movie Okay, I mean, yeah, like, I, I guess the point I was making about Carl, Carl Urban was that I don't feel like that movie hurt his career, because it didn't. Like, he got a lot of good roles after Dread. And it's like, it didn't do well, though. I, that I didn't, I didn't realize how poorly it did. You realized so, it. You realized it on the air. No, you I mean, I, I forgot then. How about that? Sub, sub Z in chat says, you betrayed the law <laughs> with a gif. A gif. Or whatever. I, and don't get me wrong. I like that that Judge Dredd movie. It's not yeah. a good Judge Dredd movie, but I do like the movie. It's fun. I mean, it's not even a bad Judge Dredd movie really, because a lot of those like 2000 AD comics were like like hyper-violent, hyper... Like if they're action-y... Like it, it actually feels more like a 2000 AD uh, parody of like a Captain America because they've done that yeah. in the past and that's what yeah. that feels like. Yeah, but then but I like you're right. And yeah. Max von Sydow had a booger. Really? Yeah, he had a big old booger that was waving. And I saw that shit in the theater. I was like, 
man, this guy's got a mind for gold. <laughs> I wish they had that in a GIF because he's like speaking like about the law and everything, and that's just flapping from his nostril. That really yeah. holds up really well too. What holds up the 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 original Dread, uh, Judge Dredd movie? I mean, yeah, it holds up for what it well, is. Like, I mean, story wise, I'm not, I'm not even talking about story wise or, or the acting. I mean, just like visually. Look, there's movies made oh. now nowadays that are just like that. You know what I mean? Well, like, there's five Transformers movies. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're worse by far. There's a, a, a like two Superman movies. But like the Rob Schneider character has no business in Judge Dredd. Nah, but I did like when he goes. <laughs> It was funny. Yeah. It just it doesn't make sense to be in there. Like, if yeah. you're gonna put Rob Schneider in any movie, he better be funny, because that's yeah. all he can do. Except for the movie where he's a stapler. That was that was very serious. <laughs> Cried at the end of that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what should we speak on next, gentlemen? Um, well, we did bring up Venom a little bit. There Venom. have been some reactions. And, you know, as always, I sp- I've been spitting Venom on Venom since <laughs> the announcement. Because the shit doesn't make sense to me. Like, you can't do a Venom Spider-Man without doing Spider-Man. You know what I mean? At least if they tried to connect this to Spider-Man 3, I would have some kind of, like, respect for them. But, yeah, the reactions were pretty, like, Harsh. Um, I did watch live video of Todd McFarlane at the um, red carpet, and he's like kissing everybody's asses. But I can't even like be mad at Todd McFarlane because, I mean, he made money drawing fucking spaghetti webs. You know what I mean? Like he built an empire, <laughs> so he's he happy did. as fuck. He's flipping all over the place yeah. because he's like he's like, yeah, hey, something I created made money, and I didn't even create it that much. You know, like, yeah, everything that happened with Venom was after he was gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like he 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 got all the credit. You know, Kevin Bagley didn't get a fucking. I'm sorry, Mark Bagley didn't get a fucking red carpet invitation. Motherfucker did ma- maximum carnage. <laughs> the single most important point in Venom's life. You know what I mean? And it happened in Spider Man and this fucking. Sony movies. So the single most important point in Venom's life happened in Maximum Carnage. And Sony fucking movies decides uh, like, oh, let's ignore Spider-Man altogether for this Venom movie. It's like the comics tell you what you need to be doing. You know what I mean? It's like if anything big that happened to Venom happened in Spider-Man, it's for a fucking reason. Spider-Man, what was it like? 600.1 Larry was that the one it was a Venom book but they had to label it as Spider-Man so that people would know what the fuck was going on yeah I think you're right it was a free comic book day like the free Mm -hmm. comic book day issue of of fucking the the Venom the age of Venom the like the the coolest thing that ever happened to Venom happened in the Spider-Man like 600.1 book yeah, so that should tell you. But this is what other people say. I don't know what they know about comics. Uh, I can look down my nose at them if I want. 
but I'd rather do it if they were actually praising the film. But here, this is Tread Talks on Twitter says, Now that impressions could be shared, hashtag Venom is pretty much this year's fan for stick. That's that shitty Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, the last one. Uh, everyone except for Hardy is coasting through their performance. I would hate to have to do press for this movie. Uh, Daniel RPK on Twitter says, I'd rather watch Fant for Stick on repeat than this. Uh, Mike Ryan on Twitter says, the whole movie is Venom telling Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock over and over, I'm hungry, Eddie. I want to eat a Brian. Eddie, you're a loser. Eddie, you're a pussy. Eddie. Those are unquotes, too. That's why I said Brian. I, I think he means brain. But he might as well said Brian because I, I don't. I think this movie would. They couldn't sell symbiote right. They said symbiote. So they would pronounce brain as Brian. <laughs> and we got, uh, again, Mike Ryan on Twitter says, I'm fascinated with Venom. The cast seems to all know they're in a darker superhero movie, except for Tom Hardy, who is basically remaking Jim Carrey's Liar Liar. I kind of love watching this movie in a Rocky Horror type of way. At one point, Tom Hardy and Venom make out. I wonder uh, if that actually happens. It's probably like a melding thing. Mm. Like they go mouth to mouth. It all sounds like fake news to me. Sorry to say that Venom is pretty much a complete failure, a tonal mess that feels 15 years old, ignoring storytelling strides that the superhero genre has made in recent years. A few fun Venom-centric moments aside, it has nearly nothing to offer. Don't get your hopes up. We got one more here from Rusty Polished. Think Affleck Daredevil. Think Angley Hulk. I resent that comic. That I, comment. I like both of those uh, movies. Uh, <laughs> look, after watching the, the Netflix Daredevil, I used to like Affleck Daredevil just because we finally have a Daredevil movie. Once we got the Netflix, there's no reason to like that movie. Um, Angley Hulk I like, but uh, Halle Berry Catwoman, that's, I mean, that's really all there is to be said. It's absolutely bizarre. I'm looking at the chat and I see Burr says, LOL, Spaghetti Webs. Uh, Red Entertainment says, I plan on seeing Venom tomorrow. I have to run and get a small trinket for my date on Friday. Go see the movie, then pick up WWE 2K19 on its midnight release. A small my trinket Thursday for his date. No, he doesn't have a date. Are they like on the fifth or sixth date? What's, what, is there no, an anniversary? No, he, he only has a date on Friday. All those other things he's doing by himself. He's trying to bullshit you, telling you he has a date. He's got no date. Trinket. <laughs> he said trinket. Like the, the only trinket you should be getting your date that I'm going to say top five dates is a drink. No, look, I say if you really want to be thoughtful and you're getting a trinket for your date, it's the plan B pill. That's it. <laughs> Sub Z in chat says, other than the park scene, I liked Affleck Daredevil. Um, Tire Claw says, critic, here's the critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Critic consensus, Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics character in all the wrong ways. Chaotic, noisy, 
and a desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. Okay. I agree uh, with the strong... Well, I, I can't agree because I haven't seen it, but a stronger attachment to Spider-Man would be... Like, I mean, in the comics, that's what it is. Like, he... You know, Brock is the girl that the symbiote gets to, like, make Peter Parker jealous. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, he's like, oh, so you can't, you can't be with me. I'll be with him, and I'll show you what I can be without you. You right. know what I mean? By the way, I, I haven't, I haven't seen Mo so giddy to watch a movie as when he found out the what. Oh, that is the, a the piece comedy. of shit. Oh, yeah, all God. of a sudden he's like, oh, let's go, let's go watch look, it, and I'm gonna jerk off, yeah. and you're gonna help me. Look again, another peek behind the curtain of Fantastic Forum in our pre-production text larry's like hey i think it'd be fun for all of us to go see the movie you know oz doesn't even live here so saying that is insensitive but irregardless <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm used to so, lawrence's insensitivity though but go on i'll i'll make sure that i leave oz out of the next Look, conversation you know what every time the, every time larry thing. does that maga <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> so so then I'm like, he says that Joe doesn't respond because Joe doesn't usually respond unless he's has something to add. But if he's if it's like a yes or a no or maybe like he'll respond a little later, you know. I just responded, ew, like I don't want to see this movie. The next day, we get these first impressions, and I'm like, I'm gonna pay money to see this piece of shit. Like I want to, I'm a fucking flip all over the screen, like. Just <laughs> relishing in how terrible it is. Because, you know, I like being right. You know, everything I said, everything I've said about this movie, they've confirmed in these tweets. You know? And as much as I like being right, I would rather be wrong when it comes to comic book movies. But, you know, the, Sony is setting himself up. And I say himself because it's just in the terms of, you know, you played yourself type of thing dynamic it's like sony is setting themselves up to fucking give back their marvel properties because they're not gonna make money with their marvel properties now that marvel released fucking infinity war (laughs) you know like i would have said i would have said it with like you know the first avengers but all these motherfuckers think they could do better than marvel and I'm not even a Marvel guy like Larry, but Larry doesn't have the balls to say like this. Mar- Marvel put their cocks out and said, boom, that's my size. And <laughs> Warner's trying to do it. They had to kill Snyder's daughter to get him to leave. Oh, jeez. Oh. Golly, Mo. That's totally Sony a hit job. Said, Sony said, we submit. We give you Spider-Man at no cost. Make him great again. And then we'll do stuff to kind of capitalize on how you did good. But it's like, no. They're not doing it because Marvel's not doing it. You know what I mean? Marvel might end up even buying Sony at one point. You know what I mean? Like, they took, you know, they fucked up Ghost Rider. Marvel got him back. As much as I hate Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they did better than what Sony ever did. Yeah. He could have his own series now like that, and it'd be great. Um, now they're doing it 
to Venom. Venom's going to be useless, pointless, unfruitful for them. They got Silver and Black that they decided to make into two movies out of nowhere to make any sense. Those aren't good. They're going to get Craven. Like, these are the stuff that's already being worked on. And they're like, oh, fuck. We were counting on this Venom thing on people liking this. And it's like, people aren't going to like it. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. I reached out to Sony on social media and said, look, if you want to pay me to consult your Marvel villains, I can tell you how to make them good and make them good movies at a nominal fee. I have a certificate from UCLA Extension in their program of pre-production and editing and story structure. I, I can make your movies great again. Like, not only do I have those qualifications, but I've been reading fucking Marvel villains, or specifically Spider-Man villains, since the age of six. Let me ask you this question. And, you know, you you all give me your opinions. Could, Could Sony technically... Make a superior Spider-Man movie? They could. I would love for them to try. But they're not gonna. No, they're not. uh, That that I believe. But I'm saying, like, would Marvel... Even if they announce that tomorrow, they're still not gonna. Would would Marvel, like, would that be an issue from the Marvel end? Or would it be okay because technically it's not like Peter Parker? Yeah. it, It would be okay. They're doing Miles. No, fuck. I, they have Peter Parker in the Miles movie. But I mean, because it would have to be, it would be out of continuity with MCU because it wouldn't be Tom well, Holland. Yeah, just like every other thing they're doing now. Which yeah, you know what? Even even, even the fucking books don't don't continuity with that. No, yeah. but Into the Spider Verse sets it up so that it could be anybody f- from any. It could be a superior. They look. They could literally just make. Ock, a good guy, pretending to be Peter Parker and just have hilarity ensue thanks to Spy- the Into the Spider-Verse. Well, there is a superior Doc... A superior Oct. Doc Oct? Yeah. A superior Oct that, that's, that's not what they're going to do. Like, that's not what makes it... That's not the interesting part. The interesting part is him being Peter Parker and and trying to juggle the life of pretending to be Peter Parker yeah, it's while him, Spider-Man it, great again. It's him trying... Yeah, trying to be... Yeah. Better than Peter Parker ever was. Like he's still right. fighting it, a guy that fight, that he thinks is yeah, dead. The chimp on the shoulder, yeah, or the spider on the shoulder on this. On this. But uh, I love Superior so much. Yeah, look, I look. Uh, Sony, you know, I do, I do have a busy schedule with the business I'm running. But if you make it worth my while, I can devote a couple hours a day to to make your Superior Spider-Man movie good. Good. I mean, that's that should be. Big clue. A guy like me, I don't buy Spider-Man comics. I have every yeah. issue of Superior. Yeah, but they, they could they could do Superior. In fact, that's what they should have done. The moment they handed over, they submitted and licked the taint of MCU by giving uh, Peter Parker to them. You know what I mean? They should. There, it shouldn't have been Venom. It should have been Superior Spider-Man. And they could even call it Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? 
So it's like, oh, they got Spider-Man. We got Superior. That alone will get people to see it. But, you know, then, then, you know, if they don't come through, then it's like, oh, everything they would ever make is tainted after they lick the taint of MCU. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, I can... I can consult them. I can make the hell out of that movie. And again, I don't want to direct it out on or even write it. I just want to crack the whip on everybody that's doing it. Executive consultant like John Schultzwelder. Yeah, like just just throw you into the writer's room. Yeah, just like, no, no, that's stupid. <laughs> that, that's your official job? That's, that's stupid. Why, that, that is. But there's people that do that. Yeah, every writer's room need a guy needs a guy that just tells people that idea is stupid. We're not doing it's that. It's like the voice of the audience before the audience sees it. You know, the thing is, it's my specific talent is that I've read the comics, and it's like the reason that's not going to play over with that audience is, of this is because it wouldn't play in the comics like that. You know. There's, the comic audience wouldn't like it, so this other audience is not going to like it. Movies have been completely, just totally changed around based on audience reactions, and I think Mo represents a huge audience just by himself. Um, yeah, just by being huge. <laughs> um, mean, obviously, though, Mo's a comic book guy. But that's so. what I'm saying. It's, the thing is, the reason the reason they even paid money and to get this character is because it was in the comics first. So it has to resonate like the comic book, maybe not a hundred percent, but it has to have the same spirit. You know what I mean? Venom, yeah. I can guarantee you doesn't have the same spirit. No, I don't think so either. The, just by virtue of them not acknowledging Spider-Man, the spirit is gone because that is the spirit of Venom. Yeah. It's, it's His name Venom is a play on the whole arachnid theme. You know what I mean? Yeah. So superior, like, oh, I could make a great superior movie. Like, they could even have it be like a spinoff of the second Spider-Man. Like, somehow he survived that neutron bomb thing. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. They could, how, they could, awesome especially if you get fucking Molina back. That's what I could bring to Sony. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, they look. So we saw the Into the Spider Verse trailer. That trailer echoes all the events in Sam Raimi's um, Spider-Man movies. So they're kind of making it so that Peter Parker in that animated joint is the Tobey Maguire one. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So you can do that. This fool's displaced. You got your... Look. Fuck. You got your... Uh, Alfred Molina survived that neutron bomb explosion. Somehow his, his tentacles made of adamantium fucking shielded his ass and he was able to you know they were deteriorated but he was able to come back out he was shot out fucking makes new ones sees there's no spider-man just puts on the spider-man suit don't even have to swap brains or nothing so it already doesn't have he already they already don't have to do the ends of the earth thing but he Wait, had so the thing of impersonating Spider-Man to be better because there's he sees it missing. So you got to look at that Octor Octopus. He was never like, his motivations were never evil. He was just being played by the AI in the tentacles. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So now he has that sense of like, yeah, I want this. When I want that tentacles reached into my darkest desires. And that's why I was able to go that way. But if my desires aren't that dark and I can make up for it, 
Like, how can I do it? And it's like, oh, Spider-Man missing. Went through a wormhole. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be a superior Spider-Man. With a doctor and everything. You're saying, like, uh, an Alfred Molina, like, it would just be, like, actual Otto Octavius' body with the Spider-Man costume? Yeah. Now, that's a reach. That's only a reach if they actually choose to um, incorporate those Sam Raimi movies. Because that in in that into the spider-verse that spider-man got sucked into into the other universe you don't even you didn't even need it's not like he he killed them and he saw bodies like yeah that would be great and fuck it we could do that too like he could have peter could come back and then got sucked into the wormhole you you don't even really need alfred molina fully no other than just his voice as the the thoughts yeah in the head and but have whoever you want be like, the, the yeah. body. Superior would be easy for Sony to do. <clears throat> like, they can even go... If they, look, I mean, I'll consult them into doing the actual, like, ends of the Earth storyline. But that, I mean, that would have to be a trilogy. And then the second trilogy was Superior. Look, I would watch the, I would watch Moe's version twice. And I don't even yeah, have my, movie pass I, anymore. Like, so that counts. Larry, what I was <laughs> doing, Larry, is I dumbed this shit down for the studio execs. Right, and for me, because they can't, they they won't buy Ends of the Earth, but they'll buy Superior Spider-Man. Now, can you You explain to me Spider Geddon? I haven't even read that shit. I haven't read. Well, why why is Spider Geddon stupid? Is it's the same? It's Spider Verse Two, right? The fact that it's Spider Verse Two is stupid, and the fact that Dan Slott isn't on it. No, I know it's not going to be good. All I know is there's a. Uh, like I, uh, who's who's the, the who's the spearhead writer in Spider Geddon? I'm like you're the one who's uh, Spider Man. Christos Gage, right? Weak, weak. <laughs> Jeez. If his like, name doesn't I, rhyme with Dan Slot, he no he's worth it. <laughs> like I'll tell you, Christos Gage's uh, Christos Gage's credentials. He did the second Thor movie. Movie, he did. yeah, mm-hmm. he wrote the second uh, so he did movie. the uh, what's that's the one, the the dark world that, with it, the elves and that, yeah. I mean, it was better than the first, but it wasn't a good movie. The, the better was the first was terrible, like, right? Do we need, I'm saying, do it, I need to relive that trauma? Well, I'm just saying, it, it while it outperformed the original, it's not a good movie in itself. Right, it, it, like the motivations are weird. It's like this guy wants to bring the world into nothingness, and it's like, yeah, I can understand that from a Buddhist perspective, but that elf ain't Buddhist. The only reason to watch that movie is to say, "Hey, there's the reality stone." Dude, friggin' uh, Christos Gage helped write that last Spider-Man game. Helped. Oh, oh, so and by help, by help, he probably just had an input in ruining the fucking costume and putting that white spider on it. Yeah. Which, by the way, I never the the whole I played that whole game. I never wore that fucking outfit. As soon as I could change it, it was gone. <laughs> it looks terrible. Like the shoes look like sneakers. Again, Snow Sony's input. They always got to make the shoes look like sneakers. I mean, they- Rimey didn't want that, but they got rid of Rimey well. They got him. They got rid of him quick. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because he sticks to the walls because of the tiny little stuff on his coming out of his feet, right? 
I mean, if you want to call it tiny little things, but even like just the sticking to wall power set, he shouldn't have to like wear shoes. Like he could do it through clothes. He could be wearing work boots. He could still do it, you know? FYI too, Dan Slot is co-writing Spider Geddon. Yeah, co-writing. That just means he put his name on it because they wouldn't sell otherwise. He probably had a deal where it's like anything you do with the Spider-Verse after, I got to get some kind of residuals or some shit. I mean, or he could have just been, you know, been like, hey, I want to write Amazing Spider-Man again. So bring me on the event. Eh, I mean, What's Spider-Get? And I just know that it's Peter Parker and Uncle Ben both have powers. Or something like I don't know. They boned or something. Well, that's what he was a Well, no, that, that's what that's what um, Dan Slott brought to Spider Man was there's a universe in the Spider Verse where the Spider Totem Bearer guy is uh, Uncle Ben. Honestly, I wouldn't even have known Spider Geddon was a thing because I haven't seen anything about it except for when I was researching what books to buy this week. Uh, I just happened to come upon that in, on a description. Yeah. What I will say is this, is even though there's absolutely nothing inherently wrong with the books, reading uh, Nick Spencer and, and Otley's Amazing Spider-Man kind of just makes me wish Dan Slott was writing still. Yeah, that's how it is. Not, I mean, they're not bad books. They're just not what we were used to. I, and, I'm just, and look, what we were used to was better. <laughs> I, I thank the universe that I happen to be alive and of, a, of good spending money age when Dan Slot was on it. Because yeah. it's going to be something we're going to be talking about for the next 40 years. You're probably right. Yeah. I am I, right. I, like you said, yeah. probably. I'm right. That's what it is. He's a legend. He's a living fucking legend. No, I mean, I'll give you that. I'm just saying that, you know, it's like his run on Spider-Man was was special. And You're it's never going to get anything like it. And I'm wondering if it was just a thing where it's like, like, I'm wondering if you put Nick Spencer and Otley in that spot because you're like, well, somebody has to follow a slot. And, you know, if these guys are like the sacrificial lambs and like, okay, do Spider-Man for a year and then we'll put you on whatever else you want. You know what I mean? You never want to be the guy that comes out after the replacement. And, you know, David Lee Roth, fucking legendary fucking front man, straight up knows how to work a crowd, came on to replace Howard Stern in New York when he went to Satellite. Fucking didn't last two weeks. Canceled. The next guy came on. They're like, okay, well, he's replacing David Lee Roth. He's going to be good. The guy went on to have a, a good career. You know, not legendary. Nobody knows his name, but he made a good living. Didn't get canceled after two weeks. Beat out David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that's how it is. Like, with that slot, like, the people that go come after, like, yeah, I, I was excited to see the art from... Yeah. Um, what's his face? Whoever Invinci- he is, Ryan Otley. Yeah, Ryan Otley. Not you know, I, I call him not Ramos. But <laughs> yeah, it, it and yeah, even I mean, 
Otley's a great artist, and his style lends itself to Spider-Man, but he just came after two amazing people, man, that just, like, it's weird, like, not seeing that art in the in that book. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it, yeah, I was excited to see the art. I read the, the book. Uh, I've read a couple issues. I, I enjoy it, but it's, like, it's hard for me not to... Really, if you have to work really hard for me to not enjoy something that Spider Man yeah. and you know, Mark Mark Webb did it like <laughs> he was able to do it, and then yeah, uh, but it's like you know, that this Into the Spider Verse trailer had me fucking giddy too. Like, I, Dude, I loved it. The, uh, the, latest, the latest Into the Spider Verse trailer, I was like, man, I didn't know I could be more hyped for that movie, like, yeah. It looked- it- go ahead. No, no, go, you go ahead. I, I was going to say that I love the tone it set because it was still serious, but it was still comical. Yeah. And it was just like, which is, of course, perfect for Spider-Man. But it was just like, wow, like it's like and just like with all the different types of spiders that they're bringing into the whole fold, it's just like, bam, like. This is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, just the scene, because they do the stereotypical Spider-Man scene where he hides on the ceiling like a spider. And right. somebody's in his room. And it's a whole group of them. Right. Like, going, like, was fucking, like, that's the comical scene. But, and it's like, yeah, even, uh, you know, Jake Johnson's Peter Parker, like, I'm a fan of Jake Johnson myself. So, I was cool with him being that older, kind of drunk, jaded Spider-Man that doesn't have it all quite figured out, but decides to tell this kid how to figure it out. Right. Like, he, I thought he, his voice was perfect for that Spider-Man, and you know, and then you got a Spider-Gwen in it. You know, you yeah. got the noir one I like, but I don't like the hat. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the hat either, but they, it might work. The thing, well, you know, we we've so... We've read Noor, you right? Know? And we've played Noor. Yeah. So it's like you know the hat doesn't make any sense if you're gonna be a Spider-Man, right? So uh, yeah, it's you know it's cartoon physics, so he could hold on to it. Um, I did see. So I. I made the post on Instagram with the things and I did notice in one of the pictures that I did screenshot and I zoomed in that one of the suits they have like there's a moment where they're in like the spider cave or some shit. One of the suits in there is the PS4 suit. Yeah. So I don't know what to make about that. I haven't played the game, so play the game. It's a good oh, you don't have a PS4. Yeah, no, I'm too busy playing Battle Chasers. Oh, I got that on Switch now. Yeah, it must be great on Switch because you could take it with you anywhere. Yeah, I guess technically. I've had it work, so <laughs> I've only played it a little bit because I prevented a, a meltdown last week, but I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that out in public. Uh, too late. Thanks, Oz. <laughs> Like, it's funny because when when we got the message that Larry was dealing with a crisis, I was like, I I I can't even I can't even talk about what's happening here. 
which seems like it would be more of a crisis. <laughs> I had the upside down. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, we had an emergency shutdown, but um, I guess you you guys don't have anything to worry about because you should only worry when it stuff doesn't shut down. Look, is is that why we got that presidential cell phone message? Hey, you know what? President can text me anytime. <laughs> I'm I'm against that shit's unconstitutional. <laughs> it's an unlawful seizure of an electronic device. Like yeah. he's not even the agency that like I gave permission to. Well, you look, know, they, like, they voted that in 2006. So I mean, you've had time to uh, to fight it. That I look. I, you can't fight it. Like, it wasn't up for vote for us. Yeah, that's true. It's through FEMA. Yeah. No, it's terrible. I, I disagree with it. <laughs> I disagree with it then, too. Like, Yeah, fuck that and stupid Amber Alerts. I don't care about... Wait. Yeah. I, I don't want an Amber Alert on my phone. I had that disabled. You can disable that? Yeah. I could disable everything except the presidential alert. That's what I'm saying. It's unlawful seizure of my electronic device. Hey, you know what? MAGA. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that fedora is stupid on, on Spider-Man Noir. Somebody yeah, just happened to post a picture in chat, and yeah, that, that's stupid. That and the stupid ballerina straps on Spider-Gwen, but we've, we've talked they, about that. Yeah, I, I don't like them, but they're kind of growing on me. The character's voice was good, and the haircut I didn't really like, but she was playing the drums in the trailer, so I'm down. I'll tell you what. I, I hated uh, Gwenpool from, yeah. the, from the beginning, but yeah. I saw some pictures of her without the mask, and I I kind of like that look. What did she look like without the mask? Like Cancer's face or something? She looked like Spider-Gwen. No, she yeah. she looked hot and her hair was like pink towards the ends, you know that yeah. that whole thing. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. Uh, yeah, I'm no. not gonna I'm not gonna pay for that book or read it or anything like that. But the cosplayer I was jerking off to was hot. Oh, that's different. Um, I don't think any I don't think any superpowered Gwen should be that much hotter than the non superpowered Gwen. I don't think she was. I think it's just. The the girl, the cosplay. I was looking at a cosplayer. She was hot. Yeah, yeah. I know. There you go. The end. Tyrus <laughs> going crazy because we're actually talking about something he posted, so he's reposting everything in chat. <laughs> um, meanwhile, everything is you know. By the way, everything look, that we talked about is on our Instagram feed. Th- I'm using Instagram feed as glorified pre-production the, those so. weeks that lawrence wasn't on that tiger had to had to broadcast i mean our there were some deep inside looks into into tiger claw's life oh yeah <laughs> no definitely don't want to look into his i even drive. i even posted on one of the the uh promos that i mean we could look into into what he jerks off to like his yeah, video no, i mean searches. we're not gonna but no, in the show, it's discussed. Like, let's just say I'm happy he's not being appointed to was a superior justice of the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name is Tiger Claw Moonves. 
It's funny. I'm only saying this because he's not helping us today. Well, wait till next week. We still love you, Dear Claw. Even if we don't want to see your hard drive. Oh, no. I definitely want to see his hard drive. Look, you might get arrested if you do. You know what? Worth it. Uh, Burr in chat says, a lot of furry porn. I guarantee it. And actually, Tire Claw doesn't like furries. Like, I actually, I've. But his avatar is a furry. Yeah, that's the that's why I thought I did, but one time he got offended that I mentioned it and he's like, You like furries because you read this, this and that and I was like, you know what? I do like furries. You know. <laughs> Especially after reading Unnatural. I love furries after that. I mean, if you uh, like the pick girl, is that still a furry? I mean, I don't like that's fuzzy, not furry, but who knows? She might be shaved anyway. That 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 image didn't look furry at all. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Bird needs to post some really super hot furries in chat, and then we can compare. Should we do yeah. what? Tiger Tiger Claw in chat says uh, that Avatar is a character from the 2012 TMNT series. Right, True. but he's, he's still furry. I mean, he's yeah, he's but he doesn't see it as that. He sees it as as a, a TMNT character, not a a furry. That's the point. Like that's why I, he got all offended when I did it. Either way, man, Terry Claw, you live your life. We're gonna talk about these comics. <laughs> you live your life, Claw. <laughs> live your life. All right. What's what's next on the agenda? Uh, why don't you go first, Mo? Oh, uh, was Blackbird number one? Oh, are we doing reviews? Yeah, we'll do a review. Okay, man. well then, hold on, hold on. <laughs> comic book review. Comic book like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. I feel so so sophisticated when that plays. I love it. Um, Blackbird number one. I'm sorry. What'd you say, Larry? I said it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It goes so well. It's like auto-tuned to your voice. Um, Yeah, Blackbird number one. I'll read you what this description says. It says, an all-new ongoing series from fan favorite writer Sam Humphreys of Harley Quinn and, and Nightwing fame and Red Hot Artist Jen Bartel in this neo-noir fantasy. Nina Rodriguez is a positive is positive that a secret magic world ruled by ruthless cabals is hiding just beneath the veneer of Los Angeles. The problem, everyone thinks she's crazy. The bigger problem, she's not crazy, she's right. Can she unravel the mystery before the great beast catches up with her? Um, if you read this issue, the answer is no. Um... They pose a question in the description. I read the first issue for the show. At the end of it, they kidnap her sister. She didn't unravel the mystery. And now she has a um, negative consequence. Uh, the way the story plays out is she's a kid. And basically there's a big old earthquake, but it's a, it's more of a breach between the magical realm and our realm. And then they do the... What is it? The 
the little memory pen thing from Men in Black. The neuralizer? The, yeah, the, they do that on people and say it's, it's just an earthquake. So oh. it's it's kind of like alluding to the 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 was it the Northridge earthquake back in the day. And uh, yeah, it, she it doesn't work on her. She ends up going into the magical realm. She comes back with all this knowledge, but then she doesn't know how to access this magical stuff. So she knows all of it without being able to like interact with it. So everybody just thinks she's crazy. She self medicates and lives on her sister's couch. And then works at night as a um, as a uh, bartender. She gets hit on by a guy, as you know, new age comics tend to do. She rejects him, even though he's good looking because he's just a man. And uh, he is a man of color, but I guess that doesn't earn him points. But he turns out to be a wizard thing. But they don't call him wizards in this series; they call him paragons. And uh, he goes into the, the realm and she's like, wait, I want to go too. And it's too late. In the meantime, her sister figures out she's taking drugs to self-medicate and says, look, you, I said you could stay at my house as long as you didn't do drugs. But she's like, no, no, they're prescription. I just need them. You know? And she's like, well, why do you have to buy them from the bar back? And she can't answer. Then a magical creature from the beginning comes back and takes her sister into the magical realm, kidnaps her. And then she's like, no. And then her dead cat comes back to life with three eyes and says, uh, don't be scared. And then <laughs> to be continued. What? To be continued. Like, she actually was holding the cat during the earthquake. I forgot to mention that. But then she figured it ran away and died, you know? And then oh. now it's back with three eyes. So, but did the cat actually die, or they didn't show him die? But it, it's when the the events that I just described after the earthquake, they're like ten years or twenty years later. So the cat should have been dead by old age standards, you know. So the cat she hasn't seen in like twenty years just pops up with a third yeah. eye, like be scared. Yeah, his name is Sharpie. And, uh, yeah, he's got three eyes and then talks to her, like, in human voice, which he didn't do in the past. And then, so I guess he's going to be her guide into that. But, you know, that description said, can she unravel the mystery before it catches up to her? Like, it took your sister, it been caught up with your ass. You know, like, so I, I was just like, ah, I'm like, this description ruined it. But uh, I guess I could read the next one. They they um they meant they was it they compared it like as a cross between like something like Constantine or Supernatural and Riverdale. So I'm like, oh, that's two things I like. And it wasn't like that, but <laughs> it wasn't like either one. Yeah, but it's still okay. I mean, it's more like um, what is it, the Jim Zub um, Magical Girl series that he did? What's that called? I don't remember. The image one, like, it's more like that, in a sense. Or something like Curse Words, you know? Like, Curse Words is a little more more uh, cis white male type storytelling, where this is more the other way. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's okay. I, I, I you know, I this is one of those image books where I need to read the full trade paperback before I can really, like, 
know what I feel about it. But as of yeah. now, I'm like, eh, I can leave it or take it. Sam Humphreys is a name that I've recognized. So I figured, look, he's got an image book. I got to check this out. You know? I recognize him from the big two. I didn't realize it was Harley Quinn and Nightwing. Had I known that, I wouldn't have read it. Because they don't make good books. <laughs> like, if it was Jimmy Palmiotti from Harley Quinn doing Blackbird number one, that'd be a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like nobody reads Harley Quinn for Sam Humphreys. They read the Jimmy Palmiotti one. Like, the, the fucking... That, yeah, that's the one that people like, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, uh, Nick Spencer from Spider-Man fame. It's like, everybody <laughs> knows he don't write good super- superhero books. <laughs> so you want, if they say Nick Spencer from Infinite Vacation fame, then it's like, oh, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my freaking, uh. The next chapter of the the friggin' school book, like it's been so long, came yeah, for the no, time. you're never gonna get it. You're gonna get uh, it when Marvel realizes their contract ain't worth shit. Didn't didn't bring back what they paid him to be exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Dang, what's the name of that book? What is it? Academy. You remember about? I don't remember. Uh, that was the one that I didn't really like. I wasn't into from him. I really liked Infinite Vacation a lot. No, no Infinite Vacation was great. And, uh huh. Oh, Joe knows. Yeah, he probably would remember. That book got really good. It was like it was kind of like Lost, but like yeah. going somewhere. Yeah, with an ending. Right, it was lost right. with an ending, even though right. they, you haven't seen it yet. Right, no, I mean it feels like it, and you know, but who knows? Like, yeah, maybe that's why he stopped. Right, he was like, I don't want to be lost. Anyway, so that book sounds weird. Yeah, I made it sound weirder than it is, because everything's kind of a little more on the literal side, and and. So it doesn't even feel weird when you're reading it, even though it's supposed to be weird. The uh-huh. art's good though. I can't I can't knock the art. The character designs, like the moment the guy so the guy that hit on her at the bar, um like he had a, a good look to him, you know, like I didn't I can see why she would like reject him. But if she's so keen on like magical shit, like she should have known, like could have told could have she could tell that he wasn't like a regular dude, you know what I mean? Right. So that's a more of a writing thing, but like from seeing him, I'm like, oh, this guy's got to be something, you know? Like, so the art, the art's there, but it's not enough. I give it like a two or three out of five. I don't know. I got I got to read more of it to really give it a, like a. As of right now, I would give it like a three out of five. Okay. Yeah. The artist's name is Drumroll, please. Oh, you gotta give That's me a not, warning uh, if we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> do that.
it's not gonna stop until you tell me to stop it. Yeah. Jen Bartell. I mean, stop it. Jen Bartell. <laughs> it's the first time we tried this. That was, that was pretty good, all things considered. It's, do, you, do you prefer the ta-da or the... I mean, that's more all gamey. All game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that one, I love that one, but not for this. The the one you did before is perfect. Okay. Yeah. Morning Glories. That's the name of the series. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, Joe just texted me. Morning Glories. <laughs> is he listening? No, I asked him. Oh. Like, I treat Joe like he's in chat sometimes. I just text him with questions like when we're doing stuff for the show. Like he's in chat, but just on your phone. Yeah, he's in chat with me and not willingly. He just has my number and it rings when I text him. But yeah, that's I, my review of Blackbird number one. I was intrigued with the title. It has nothing to do with a black person or a bird or a blackbird. Like, I don't know why it's called Blackbird. <laughs> like, it's I just, here. Yeah, I just saw the art. On their in, on images Instagram feed, like I get their updates. So I saw it says, "Who's ready for Blackbird number one tomorrow?" And uh, that's their that's how I read their text. It's like the, the old DJ's voice, you know. And um, I'm like, I am, not knowing what it was, you know. It's like I just like the art. I had read about it in the past, dealing with magic and everything, and like I think I, you know, it could worst case scenario, it could be like the magicians. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll check this out. It's not like the magicians. It's not like what they said it would be like. So it's it's almost their fault for like kind of trying to pigeonhole it. But it, I guess it's it's that weird book that you can't really like put a finger on until you read more than just the first issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, but you know, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, a first issue is supposed to be a hook. I mean, it ends. It, it works like a hook in the the structure and everything. So, I would like, if if Larry, you said, you know what, I read number one. I'm gonna read number two for next week. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read it too. You know. Like, you know, even if it's like, you know what, I might read number two just to give it a chance because I just feel like, I guess what I feel is like they didn't go, if it would have been her full on, like I thought when she was a kid and earthquake happened, it would be her call to adventure into the magic realm. And then she would be doing all this magic shit the rest of the half of the book, but it wasn't that she was just getting high and shit. Cause she didn't like life. Cause it wasn't magic. And I, I get that, you know, I, I lived a good chunk of my life like that, but, um, it's, she still didn't like get sucked into it at the end. You know, in fact, right. her sister got sucked into it by some weird reptile lion. The design on that reptile lion is amazing. Like I want that tattooed all across my back. And when you say a reptile lion, is it like, like the the like the mythical creature with like the lion with the tail of a snake or? Well, it's like instead of fur, it has like scales. Oh, so it looks like a lion, but instead of fur with yeah. scales. 
Does it, yeah. is, is the lion head a snake head? No, the lion is is like a lion head, but the color is green and like the texture is kind of reptilian. Is there um, a mane or no mane? There is a mane and it looks like, oh, it looks like a dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because Ooh. it's not like Japanese style or Chinese style, right? It doesn't like it doesn't look like a dragon. It looks like a lion. Right. Yeah. Right. That's cool. So it, it that that design like I can't get, like that piece of art by itself. Look, just on design, I give it a five out of five. The character designs <laughs> are on point. I have okay. no beef with this art. That's why I guess a three, I guess, because that five from art. It was a five, and that two from story puts it at somewhere with three point five or four, but I chose to give it a three, cause it, it's just the the art, the art's good. Like that design on that, on that line. Let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type it in real quick. The uh, black bird, B I R D, one lion. <laughs> Enter. I said enter. Oh, numlock. Sorry. Numlock. Enter. Numlock. See image search. No, 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 no. Like, I wonder if it's actually going to come up. It's not. It's I like, got Can Lions Innovation Film Blackbird. It's some drone car. Yeah, it's not coming up. Let me see. Blackbird number one, Lion Comics? Yeah, I typed that in and I got a bunch of pictures of crows. A few lions that would make interesting tattoos. And there's a penguin for some reason. Uh, you know what? There's an alternate cover and it has like a lion type thing on it. That should be it then. It it has long whiskers, like uh, like really long whiskers on each side of its face. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah, I see the cover. Let me see if I yeah. can put this in chat. That cover doesn't do that lion justice. I believe it because I'm sure the cover is probably done by somebody else. Yeah. Like, like this particular cover. Okay, so the 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 regular cover that I got was it was a pink with yellow letters and the portrait of the lady, and it's a pink background. The darker shade on her face is purple, and the highlights are pink, and the hair is blue. That aesthetic, like that's what drew me in. To me, that cover looks like a really cool, beautiful girl, neo traditional tattoo that I would want to get, and that mm-hmm. that's. That's what made me want to read this book was the the art on the cover. And then the art on the inside was good too. But that picture was, was what sucked me in. And then um Yeah. She only looks like that at the other half of the book. But that's <laughs> you know, that's part of the story flow. Like I can't even be mad at that. Like they she actually looks like that in it. But yeah. The the art in this book is good. The perspectives and everything. There's a scene where they're sitting on the bed waiting for the earthquake because she could kind of tell the earthquake was coming. And it's like the way the bed creases when they're sitting on it makes mm-hmm. that bed look like comfy and fluffy, which is like, I know like 
if I was talking about how bad it looked, it'd be nitpicky, but I use that technique of being nitpicky to tell how good the art is, too, you know? It goes both <laughs> ways with me. So that like that's just little things I like in comics, little perspective, little texture of the background, shit like that. Lighting, you know. But yeah. Blackbird number one, three out of five for me. The end. Indeed. I found another picture of it. I'll put it into chat. This is probably closer to what you saw, Mo. Let's see here. But um, Hex says, the fuck? That's nice art. <laughs> oh, the one you just put right now? No, the one before. Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, cover. yeah. The one before is good. That's not the cover I saw. The oh, okay. alternate cover. Yeah, the alternate cover was just his face. The All lion's right. face? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll show you the first scene. I'm going to see if I can put it on Discord. Is that the picture? That's the line. Yeah, that's it. The one where he's crouching over them. That's that's the one I was going to put in. That's still really good looking, though. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's It's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool looking thing. And yeah. it's, it's interesting is like you look at it and I'm like, I'm not sure if I've ever seen anything like that before, which is how often do you get to say that about anything in comics, <laughs> let alone anything else just in life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, and if you see like he's actually holding that. So in the panel before that, that freeway was collapsing on them because they had mm-hmm. panic because of the earthquake. So it actually kind of saved them. But then mm-hmm. at the end of the book, that's the thing that kidnaps her sister. Oh, okay. So it's like, what's the f- what the fuck's going on there, you know? Right, but right. Again, it's like two more pages, have her sucked in, and just have that thing say, like, this is why I kidnapped your sister. And to be continued, boom, I'm sucked in. Mm. There's ended a l- one page too early? One yeah. panel? Yeah, like maybe a splash page too early. So it's like yeah. one big panel. But <laughs> I guess they try to do that with the cat that they never referenced ever again after the first few pages. <laughs> the three-eyed cat. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Guess Mr. what I'm going to do. Mr. Sharpie. Yeah. Guess what I'm going to do. I'm going to be afraid. Like, God damn it, Mr. Sharpie. You're supposed to be dead. <laughs> Burr, Burr saw the picture. He was like, Nito. And then Heck said, Burr would fuck it. Oh, there's another picture of it that looks really good too. Like I, I say, that carrot, that creature design is really good. Let's see if yeah. I can put it into Discord. Yeah, no, it's, it's really super interesting. I'm like, oh wow. Where is Discord? Because <laughs> well, I have Discord on my, I'm on Discord on my laptop, but I have it on my phone too. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to see. It's interesting, like, and you know, you you all tell me how you feel about this. Like, is is Sam Humphreys like, like, didn't it feel like Sam Humphreys was kind of like on the cusp of becoming like one of the greats in comics, and then just didn't quite make it? Like, 
he's like he's renowned. Don't get me wrong. I'm not you know I'm by no means like he's he's a talent and people know it. But you know there's like a there's like a tier that he didn't quite reach. It feels like to me. Am I wrong in that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know his work like that. Honest, honestly, I just know his name. That's fair. No, I mean, hey, yeah, look, his art—it's kind of generic. I mean, it's not bad. It's just. Oh, he's a writer. No, no, he he wrote the stuff. The art is Jen Bartel. Oh well, then, bleh. You know what? My comment stands. Wait, um, look, I'm about to say, like, why is it bad when you find out it's Jen? No, I didn't say bad. I said generic. You know, not bad, but not great. Yeah, okay. Because he did some, some Green Lantern books, right? Sam Humphreys? Yeah, I think he did some of, some of the main Green Lanterns. The, um, the Simon Baz and... And uh, Jessica books. Uh, you know what? I think you're right. I think you are right. Yeah, sometime around Rebirth. And it's, I mean, I like the stories because I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, but not nothing really memorable happening. Like, I, I mean, I think what, like the stuff that I, when I think of like good, like Sam Humphrey's stuff. Um, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is the, um, the ultimate stuff he did. Like he did, like he did some, um, ultimate comics stuff. Let's see. Um, to, to you, that's his like best work, right? That's cause that's the first thing you think of when I, when I look him up in Google, his Harley Quinn stuff comes up first which tells me that well he just happened to work on a character that a lot of people claim to love so that yeah, means his writing is not we, that great wait his writing's not that great because he worked on the character that a lot of people love because the that's what the search brings up it brings up what's popular and is popular not because he did it but because the character itself is popular that makes but sense. He, like, he, but just like you pointed out, I mean, I, I agree that Harley Quinn's popular, and that's why that probably comes up first. No question on that. But like you just pointed out, like he did, like he did the initial stuff for for the Green Lanterns book. That was all good stuff. Like it we was, all talked it was about fine. it. Fine, it wasn't memorable though. Like I can't. Like there, there's maybe a, a couple of moments. In the Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern books that I point out as significant. And mm-hmm. even then, um, the art is really all that I'm interested in. And actually, now that I think about it, there's really only two moments. One of which is Simon Baz giving up his gun, which I'm not even sure Humphreys was even writing at that point. And to be honest... I couldn't tell you who the hell was writing it. I could tell you who was drawing it because I have those pieces sitting right in front of me. <laughs> the The other moment which came earlier in that series was when Jessica Cruz made her first construct. 
Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure he did that. And you know what? To me, that's a pivotal moment in that storyline. But I guarantee if I go to any convention and ask people, hey, who wrote Jessica Cruz making her first construct? Nobody has any fucking idea who that was. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah. And you're right. Yeah, that that might have been Humphreys because that was early into that series. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely him. And I uh, gi- I I give him all the credit in the world because that was a a great build up and when it finally happens, it was amazing. It was told very well. If he wrote it, I'm not even sure he did, but I'm going to just give him the benefit of the doubt that he did that. It, it was great. But until right now when I'm googling him, I didn't even, you know, Sam Humphreys wouldn't have popped in my head if you asked me about him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But anyway, let's talk about your book, Oz. Oh, yeah. Um, the Wrong Earth. <clears throat> so I, I found this book because um, I went to my local comic book shop to get a look at Bruce Wayne's dick. I, I, will, <laughs> I will admit that freely. Um, it was little, huh? Well, it's smaller than I thought. Look, I got I to... Gotta, call my cousin up and find out why he's drawing like i guess he you know paint's expensive most people don't realize that but paint gets expensive and he paints every panel but so i was in the comic book shop and fuck that comic book shop because the owner's wife is a bitch like she treated me like shit for what because i wanted to buy every issue of batman damn that they had and i guess at that point she'd realized that I was going to sell them for huge amounts of money on the internet. Uh, but you know what? If she had said, hey, you know what? I can't sell this to you for less than this much because that's what they're going for. I would have understood. But when I say, hey, you have a giant stack of this book right there. I'd like to purchase all of them. And she just looks at me and keeps saying no. Like I've been trying to grab her boob for the last half hour. It's kind of it, it. It made me feel like shit, and I bought the book, and set my wife in to buy a second copy for eBay. But I, she just I I don't know I just I don't know if she's the owner's wife, but she seemed like she was in charge of the thing because the girl working the counter had no idea that I'd been there earlier to buy that book. But that's that's a whole other story. So I was in the in the shop and. Just walking in, seeing what, what was around, and this little book from a company that I actually had not heard of up until that day, Ahoy Comics. I'd never heard of this company, but the the cover for some reason just just caught my eye. I don't even know why, honestly, to this day. Like I, I thought about it, and there's nothing special about it that would say, "Hey, I should buy this." It's kind of generic i'm gonna post it in chat right now and i i really i i don't know what about it interested me but i picked up a copy and i'm kind of glad i I did i got issue one i'm gonna i'm looking forward to issue two i'm hoping it doesn't go past issue 12 because i can't see how they would keep this 
ongoing. And the book is called The Wrong Earth. So I thought this was going to be some kind of Elseworlds book from a different company. And I was kind of right. But at the same time, I was kind of wrong. And I'm glad I was. What this is, is if you can imagine um, two different two different parallel Earths. And one of them is 1966 Adam West Batman. And the other one is, let's say, uh, Batman v Superman Batman, where he might actually possibly kill people or at least set them on fire because that's what this character does in this book is set a bunch of people on fire. And whether they live or not is kind of ambiguous. But there, there's two worlds. There's um, the Alpha and the Omega is what they refer to them. It's not Earth 1 or Earth 2. And one world is, it, it literally is like Batman 66. There's this guy named Dragonfly Man. He's got a sidekick named the Stinger. And I, even down to the language, like, I'll read directly in this panel where he's talking to the villain, number one, which, by the way, his girlfriend is Deuce. And his henchmen are Trey. I don't know what number four is because they, they don't really. But he's talking, he's talking to his main villain, number one. And I'll read straight from it. Narcissistic ne'er-do-well. What sick satisfaction do you derive from these conceited crimes as he's like strapped into a machine that's way too complicated and the way he gets out of it is so unbelievably ridiculous it's straight uh, it's batman 66 and then there's this other universe which i call the bvs universe where it's a batman well it's batman it's a dragonfly who he's lost his stinger his robin you know it's been killed all the cops are corrupt. He like it, it opens up with him fighting four dudes with baseball bats, and I'm pretty sure he kills all four of them. Like he's he sets them on fire. I, it, I'm pretty sure they're dead at the end of the book. You know where the 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 Alpha Universe number one. He's this guy with in a weird suit where his glasses are number ones, and in this other universe. Same dude, but he's got like a scar on his face that just happens to look like a one. And it's just it, it it's so crazy. At at some point, both these number ones go through a mirror and accidentally end up in the in this other universe. And they obviously swap? what's that? They swap spaces? Sort of. It's not like a direct swap, but they're, they're both at a point in a, in a battle where they go into... They just jump into a mirror, like Mirror Man. Okay. And this the, the, the scar on his face, number one, ends up in this happy universe, sees this dragonfly stinger, his Robin, and is like, hey, I remember you being dead. And just stabs him in the in the chest, because <laughs> dude's supposed to be dead. 
Um, they don't show what happens with the uh, with the other number one yet. I'm guessing that's gonna be issue two. But they show what happens when that dragonfly goes into this other universe because the BVS dragonfly, like you know, he he goes into the the this happy world. He sees this stinger is is, is bleeding out, and this chick's like, dude, he he's bleeding out, and it's like, okay, well, put pressure on it. Oh, here comes the cops. Okay, well, I'll, I, I, I will fight off the cops. You need to get this kid and do this and and get him to safety. Not and then the cops show up and they're like, "Oh, we knew you would handle this. Let's call the ambulance." And he's looking around like, "What the fuck? These cops aren't corrupt. What's going on?" So I can just imagine what's going to happen where when the, well, I don't. I have to imagine actually because it is it is in the book. He, when when the happy. I don't even know what the fuck to call him, but the happy dragonfly man shows up. Drag- and- dragonfly Prime. Right. Well, I- we're not even like Earth One. I'm gonna call him 66 Dragonfly. Golden Age Dragonfly. Golden Age Dragonfly shows up in this modern modern world, and he comes up in a similar situation. We're like, hey, there's a dude here who's bleeding. Um. Oh, look, the cops are here. Hey, guys. Over here, I need your help. And guess what? They sh- they shoot at him. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of an interesting concept because it to me anyway because I I I watched Batman sixty six. I kind of like that show for what it was. I mean, I grew up on it, but I also like a lot of the modern stuff. And this is those two worlds colliding, and it's just it's it's an interesting story. I'm looking forward to issue two. The back of this has a Grant Morrison. I'm gonna say short story, although I think it continues in issue in issue two, called HUD HUD quote quote unquote Hornet's Holiday in Hell, and it's not even like a comic book story. It is. It looks like a newspaper article that goes on for three comic book pages, but it's it's literally a short story. That is gonna, I think, continue into the next into the next issue. Also has another little backup story of uh, of Stinger, where he it's kind of drawn like Archie Comics. I'm gonna say, like old Archie Comics, so not recent, like old, like hey, yeah. this like you could put this on a newspaper, Archie Comics. And it's the psychic stinger, and he's like at a fun house, fortune teller, and you know it. It, it could easily be a cartoon. A lot, a lot of fun. I haven't read it, but the the images look just look like they're fun. Uh, but the main book is really just interesting to see how these two versions be. It's interesting to me because I see it's that I don't see Dragonfly. I see Batman. Like, I see Adam West in Dragonfly Man. And I see Ben Affleck in The Dragonfly. So, I, I like, even when I read them talking, I, I actually read it in Adam West's voice. It's just that. <laughs> it, that's just the way, like, the, it's done. When you, when you see how he... The, the elaborate trap that he's stuck in at the beginning and even how he gets out of it. It's so it, it 
so ridiculous. It's like beyond comic book ridiculous. It's TV show ridiculous. Like it would make sense in that sh- it's it's the whole uh shark anti shark or bat spray or shark spray that he had that episode. I don't even know what the fuck it was called. It was some sort of bat shark repellent. It was bat bat I think it was bat shark repellent. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. <laughs> it's I mean that's just the the image that it invoked in my head. And he sit he's like there's a whole page of him explaining, oh, you, you want to know how I got out of your nefarious trap? Well, this is what I did. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like a whole panel of him just explaining how he got out of it. And his explanation makes no logical sense in the real world, in the real world but it makes sense in this book. And then to see the, the dark, gritty, realistic uh, hero that's like, well, I, I remember this kid being dead. What's he doing? Well, he's bleeding out. Oh, here comes the cops. I'll go fight the cops. Wait, the the cops are calling the ambulance? What's happening? It's a really fun book. I don't see how this could go on past 12 episodes, 12 issues. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I, it doesn't say one of six or anything on the cover, but I, 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 hope, I, I hope it doesn't go past 12 because I... It's an interesting world. I don't want to spend that much time in it. Uh, I'll tell you, Oz. It looks like you came across this. Uh, y- yeah, but I was going to say, this publisher is pretty new. And they have a fair amount of talent. I mean, just even... I mean, the book you're talking about has um, Tom Payer and Jamal Ingle doing the... the Tom Payer doing the story, Jamal Ingle doing the art. Jamal Eagley. Is, is that how you say his name? There's no N in it. You're right. There is no N in it. And he's it, the guy I, from Action Lab. Right. I, I know he did who Molly he Danger. Like, he's right. the guy that was sending us press releases from Action Lab. Like he's right. their PR guy. Oh, was he their PR guy, too? For a while, yeah. Then, Well, he was a, a creator, and then he got promoted to president of marketing. Ah... Yeah, but yeah, I mean, those guys are good. Tom Payer, what did he do? If you're even pronouncing it right, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure it's Payer, P-E-Y-E-R. He was one of the founding Vertigo guys. Oh yeah, yeah. He has a he has another book that looked interesting. And it was going to be another one of my recommendations when it comes out called High Heaven. Yeah. Which is... I was looking at that. It, it looks interesting. It's what I imagine Mo would... What would happen if Mo went to heaven? Because <laughs> it, it's, like it's like a stoner dude like doing all kinds of crazy shit and then he gets into heaven and it's like he can't do that stuff anymore so he's bored. Yeah. And you know what? That's how. That's what. Like, when I was a little boy and forced to go to church, that's what I would like hate about it. Where like I would ask, like, "What are we gonna do in heaven?" And, oh, we're just gonna gonna rejoice in God's presence. That and yeah. I'm like, that's I in the description just, of this I, book. And I, I literally, I remember feeling like I'm gonna get bored of that quick. Like yeah. I can't take. I said, "Can I?" T-? You know, I had a Sega Genesis at the time. 
like, can I take my Sega Genesis and, like, just continue playing the games that I didn't get to finish in case the second coming happened? They're like, no. And I'm like, but it's heaven. Like, I <laughs> <Right>. could take... <laughs> I should have every game available, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, then they kicked me out. Then, like, from that age on, I had to go with the adults. Like, they wouldn't let me in the kids' like section. Yeah, it, I mean, that book comes out in a couple of weeks. I can't even tell you how that out. But I'm looking, and Tom Payer actually did some stuff on Batman 66, so I can see why he's got that that feel for it. Yeah. They have another book called Captain Ginger, which is like a anthropomorphic cat comic. I mean... Cat comic. I mean, they got another joint. Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror. I'm in there too. <laughs> it says Drunken Alone, the acclaimed author of The Raven, The Fall of the House of Usher, and The Mask of the Red Death is reduced to introducing horror stories in a comic book. That sounds amazing. Captain Ginger <laughs> looks like Tiger Call. <laughs> But yeah, this is look. I, I don't. I, I mean, obviously, I've never heard of this this uh, uh, publisher either. But it seems like they may have some good stuff on their hands. I didn't either. I I literally was walking by and it was you know, just right in the comic stand and at the bottom too. So yeah. the fact that it caught my eye was just all kinds of serendipity or whatever the fuck you want to call it because. There is no. I was not looking for this book. I don't even know. I. I don't, to this day, I don't know why I bought this book. I, I I'm excited for High Heaven number two. <laughs> why? Why are you excited for High Heaven? I just two? looked at the. I just looked at the cover. You're it's this weird Ictantillion demon with dragon wings and octopus tentacles. Oh, like, I'm in. Like Elder, I have that. Elder God. I have that tattoo tattooed on my stomach hilarious like i'm looking at their news section because i'm looking at their website and they're saying ahoy comics makes its convention debut at the baltimore comic-con that was this past weekend (laughs) so so that they're that new never been to a convention as ahoy comics (laughs) look i like captain ginger number two has a better design for star lord than guardians of the galaxy the movie that's hilarious. Now, now you're going to make me go look at Captain Ginger number two. Look, that's that's what it is. Like He's not wearing a helmet, but yeah, neither was he in the movie. I may have to buy Captain Ginger. All of them. <laughs> you're going to buy all the Captain Ginger? He's like, he's like an anthropomorphic cat person in uniform, but he's surrounded by kittens. Yeah. Yeah. Like going, um, I need to know what's going on there. I ha- I have to read that. And like one of the kittens I, is like crying. Is he gonna feed it? What's happening? I love uh, like one of one of those uh those hairless Siamese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's hilarious. You know the Sphinx cat. The yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, whatchamacallit? The Edgar Allan Poe Snifter of Terror, I love. Like, <laughs> Well, I guess we see who we can call for some interviews next, right? <laughs> I, I got I got five stars already. Like, 
the first one it's him, you know, dressed like a mummy and Frankenstein with vampire fangs. And it's a snifter of terror, so it means he's drinking like cognac or something, you know? Right. So I'm in. I like snifters. Have you seen the the cover for number two? I'm getting there. Oh. Um so it's like it's just you know, it's terror, it's horror comics, which I love. It's monsters, Edgar Allan Poe, which I love, and cognac, which I'm not a big fan of, but I like drinking my bourbon in the snifter. So I guess, I, and then issue two is him as like a kaiju monster, but it's just him in his underwear, holding a snifter, <laughs> which is pretty terrifying. Dude, that that picture alone is worth buying it. Yeah, High Heaven number four looks amazing. You guys are hilarious. It's the, like the, High Heaven number four doesn't even come out this year, right? No, December nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, okay. So. so it's this chick stuck in like this weird portal that at first glance is like the inner large intestine of a person but upon closer experience it's pepper loaf like that bologna with olive in it oh that's terrible yeah so she's surrounded by that which is pretty terrifying so I'm in (laughs) Uh, snifter of terror number three greatest cover ever (laughs) <laughs> it's all white, like a white cover, but it has Edgar Allan Poe in an Alfred E. Newman pose. <laughs> what me worry? Yeah, and that's it. That's all the comics they're putting out this year. Oh, I'm going to be spending a lot of money in the next couple months. Yeah, yeah, no. They, all they, they need is a, is a white cover for everything. <laughs> they could stay afloat for the next six months. Seems like they're definitely. Uh... They got some vision over there at Ahoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the new image. It's the it's the new image. Okay, got it. Well, it, like I'm almost willing to say it's like well Vertigo should be right now. Like they relaunched Vertigo. Um they have Sandman Universe and The Dreaming. That's the only stuff I kind of like. It's not even that good like it's whatever, but it kind of feels like Vertigo, at least, you know? So, there's my review of that. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so should... this... Oh, go ahead. This is what Vertigo should be. Well, it... I mean, the company was started by Vertigo, guys. That's what I'm saying, like... You know, they get the talent. Like, we, we always had this debate where, like, New 52 come out, and it's like... Okay, they have these people doing these books, and then they'll bring out something like, what was it that they did um, before Watchmen? And then they have these like superstar talent that like blows everybody they ever put on New Fifty Two stuff out of the water. And it's like you should have had these guys start up your New Fifty Two line, since you're gonna go like darker and grittier, you know. But they didn't. And now we have a Hoy Comics. There it is. We should do some news real quick before we get out of here. Oh my god! Well, I'm just looking at the. <laughs> I'm looking at the. The <laughs> freaking <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I have to I, post that picture. It's awesome. That is funny, man. 
That is funny. So, okay, well, to wrap up the review, the go buy this these books, support these people because this. And for what you heard, I mean, this is it seems like the first time Mo's ever hear, even hearing about this company. He's yeah, already in love with everything they've ever put out and have yet to put out. Yeah, it looks like I mean, it looks like they only started putting out comic books last month. So I, I honestly like, think that I'm like I am so proud of them for not having to panhandle on like Kickstarter or anything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like if well, if that's the case, because who knows? Maybe the campaign was a year ago and we just didn't hear about it. You never know. But either way, yeah, you're probably right. It doesn't it doesn't seem like the kind of like I, I'm not sure if people could see the vision of this beforehand. From from <laughs> everything those. from anything I've read, the the wrong earth is literally their first book. Okay. Well I'll reach out to them. We'll talk to them and, and figure out how this all got started. It look I'm just waiting for issue two. <laughs> but you know what? You go past issue twelve, you uh, we're we're gonna have a conversation. I'm gonna <laughs> I'll withhold judgment until we get there because maybe they they figured out a way to do it, but uh, right. you know. Maybe maybe they're like maybe they're like we got a five year plan. You never know. Ooh, five years of stretching. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. Well, well, you know what they could do? They could give you six of this and then give you like another six of each, like pre this, and then maybe another six post this, depending on how it ends. Go out and, and that's two years of books, yeah. Go out and get this book. It's it's great. And you get bonus Grant Morrison stuff because he's gonna die soon. Oh because he's old. What? What? Stan- like well, Stanley, Stanley is uh, is draining his his soul away slowly <laughs> to extend his own life. We know that's what happened. Look, I saw Kirby uh, before they buried him. I see what happens. Did they ever have a second one of Grant Morrison's conventions? No. Why? Yeah. He didn't even want to be at the first one. Why would he do a second yeah. one? <laughs> Didn't we? Wasn't didn't he? Wasn't he the one that made his own convention and made it all? Yeah, to like nobody I, went. I mean, he made it, but then he realized this is stupid. Why am I here? The thing uh, is, nobody went. It was like seven hundred bucks. Right. It was, was it seven hundred? Yes. Nobody went. Like, and they weren't giving out press badges, so low lives like us couldn't go. They said they were going to do another one. I was just asking the question. I don't remember hearing about it. So, you know, but Maybe I could after forget. his story in the Hoy comics, he might get a resurgence. <laughs> I should read that story. It looked good. No, I mean, everything it does. Well, Grant Morrison, some things are hit or miss, but generally yeah. they're, they're. It's they're interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, cause just the stuff he did with Doom Patrol. Um, Animal Man, like he he really reinvigorated a lot of characters, but even like the Black Superman, you know, Val Zod, that was Grant Morrison. Yeah. I think that that was him. The Obama, sure wasn't it? No, his was where he was Obama. What do you mean? Where Barack Obama was Superman. 
Wait, Grant Morrison did a comic with Barack Obama and Superman? Isn't that the, mul- the multiversity one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was Barack Obama. I mean, but that was yeah, was yeah, no. Or... Yeah, but yeah, I saw another book that was Barack Panther, and it was Barack Obama as Black Panther. It was wild. I just saw the cover. I didn't read the book. He is from Wakanda. Is he? Is he though? <laughs> Like if you if you walk up on Barack Obama at the right time, he'll show you like the fluorescent tattoos under his lip. He at least did the Wakanda Forever like arm thing. I'm sure he did that before during his presidency. I'm sure, absolutely. Tiger Claw, get that gift. (laughs) Okay, what news do we need to talk about before we go? Well, first we we need the news music. We should have a like, uh, like her. No- <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Tiger Claw may explode if we don't mention that the Gambit movie might be a romantic comedy. Did he Look, post that again? No, we went through this last week. Well, he put it out there again. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about Gambit or Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I think you're right. Like it, it, Disney bought Fox. Like right. they, you know, Joe had a point where it's like people are gonna go see it, so they might as well make that money. That's why they're putting out. But even he's like, it doesn't make sense to have it for it to exist. Like the kibosh should have been put like already. Like there shouldn't be a new season of the gifted. You know, Legion might survive. Like it, that's how it should be now that Disney bought Fox. But yeah, I mean- I don't think that they should stop the TV shows because it's like that's a different thing. No, but I think, but they're still kind of connected. At Legion, maybe, but um, gifted, like really, like you know, Kevin Feige is gonna be, uh, he, you know, helming the X Men franchise right. going forward. So it's like they should get rid of all the shit, get that bad taste out of everybody's mouth, and bring in like good ass X Men shit. So this the fact that you're even wanting to report on Gambit, the romantic comedy, like just the fact that it says romantic comedy, like we should all be casting our feces upon it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know. Believe it or not, they didn't write that ahead of time. I, I don't understand why people would be like excited about the idea mm-hmm. of a romantic comedy gambit movie like there was a oh. new story before that that said that you know the when the dark phoenix trailer came out last week it said february 14th it got pushed back again and in that new story they mentioned gambit that's the time i realized they're still making a gambit movie because nobody gives mm-hmm. a shit yeah because i mean this is the channing tatum gambit right yeah like it, it's uh, yeah nobody wants it yeah, I agree. I don't think. I don't think. Generally speaking, I, I mean, there's there's probably a small subset of people that are nobody wants it. It sounds like, like I they're defy, making. I defy a... anybody to tell. Look, in fact, if somebody tells me they want it, actually, I can't announce this. 
I have an, a copy of Action Comics number one to give away, and I'm trying to find an interesting way to give it away. But I'm not going to say, like, if anybody wants it, I'll give you that, because... What do you mean Action Comics number one? I got a copy of Action Comics number one that I don't need. Okay. Like, the first appearance of Superman. Yeah, no, I, like I hear the, what you're saying. It's in good condition, too. Not, not the real one, though, like, the, the reprint. <laughs> Look, you haven't seen it, so you can't say nothing. Oh, I know what it looks like. No, not what mine looks like. Okay. All right. I don't. I'm, I don't gotta explain how I got it. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want it in my house, and I'm trying to find a way to give it away. There it is. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's like, like I already like. I have no faith in this Dark Phoenix movie. Mm-mm. It's like that shit looks terrible, right? Huh? It looks bad, right? I've I've heard firsthand that it's really bad, but at the same time, as far as I know, I mean, they pushed it back again. As far as, far as I know, they they might be reworking it again. Still, you know, they probably heard <laughs> our show last week. <laughs> I know the preview that came out had no space stuff in it. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So that preview, you didn't see the preview. Who me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I just referenced the preview. Oh, I thought you said like I thought you meant the way you said it sounded like you heard that. There's no, no, no. Yeah, it sounded I, I like saw you, the you preview. I was like, it had okay. no space stuff in it. Yeah. It sounded so, like you saw some, like you talked to somebody who saw the final cut. Yeah. Oh, no, I did. I, I well, I spoke. To someone that has seen a screener of it, yeah. I don't know if I, that's the final cut, but they saw a screener that was like, you know, they were like a test audience and they thought it was terrible. And this is somebody that's like an X Men fan. So, no, you can't you know, trust those people. You can't trust X Men fans? No, not when it comes to the movies. Why not? Yeah. Well, like if they're comic X Men fans? Yeah, yeah, they're comic book X-Men fans. But let me put it like this. This is somebody that's a fan of the comics that likes the movies generally. But thought this one was a bad one. So from the, really tra- from the tra- from that trailer, what I got from it was there's no space stuff. And, you know, X-Men 3 had basically a borderline personality disorder was a dark phoenix. And it seems like that's what they're doing again. Yeah, it's really So they got the thing from the worst X-Men movie and doing it again. It's like, what is this whole thing where you don't let the Phoenix be a cosmic entity? Like, why would you not do that? Especially when space stuff is hot right now, right? Like, everybody's going into space. Like, literally, they could remake Guardians with the Star Jammers (laughs) and do the Phoenix saga, you know? like. Uh Uh-huh. They would have movies for the next five years. Easy. And so. that's if they're doing them bad. Because they could do like how Infinity War is like 10 years in the making. They could do right. that with a Dark Phoenix. Oh, easy. easy. They could do it for 15 years. But so, like, what I know is the version that my my source saw had space stuff in it and had Shi'ar and all of that. Oh, really? Yeah. So they probably got rid of that. 
I don't know. I mean, what? Well, Judging all by I, this, by this preview, all I know, yeah, the preview didn't have anything, didn't hint towards them even going into space, and that could be a thing where they maybe they're just saving it for the next preview. I, I mean, but I just don't understand what the point of that is. But yeah, like all I know is that preview. Like I was like, man, like I didn't know you can make the Phoenix Saga look boring. And that's what it did. It made it look boring. And I, I was just like, man, like, it's really sucky, man. Because it's like, I want X-Men movies to be good. And so, apparently, I mean, I guess we just have to wait. <laughs> Sometimes I hate the fact that we have a chat, an interactive Yeah, chat. call like, did a whole, I don't need, what is it, like a. He's, he, he copied and pasted the synopsis from. HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.foxmovies.com. What, what do you call it? When you, what do you call it? That last paper before you get a PhD? Oh, a thesis. There's yeah, a whole thesis. dissertation in chat now. There's like, I don't yeah. see anybody else talking because it's all tire cloth yeah. text. But it's hilarious because it's a copy and paste. Like, it's not even his... Like, we're judging by what we saw in the trailer, Tiger Claw. We're not... You know, that, that synopsis is probably what they didn't... You know, before the reshoots, what they had on the website, and they forgot to edit the website. And and keep in mind, Claw, like, I'm not saying there'll be no cosmic stuff. I'm not saying that. Because, like I said, I, I literally just said, maybe they're holding it for the second trailer. I don't understand why they would do that, but it's possible. But the first trailer made it look like the whole thing takes place on Earth, and that's lame because we've seen that Dark Phoenix saga on on Earth only already, like Mo said, and it was bad. It was it was the worst Wolverine movie ever. And that's in response, in response to Tiger Claw's dissertation, Heck says, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I don't think he <laughs> read is, the whole thing. Who has that kind of time? I want to read the whole thing, but we're already, what, a couple, two and a half hours into the show. Yeah, Larry doesn't know how to manage the show. Oh, put this on me, huh? All right. Hey, I ended on time. I'm wrapping up. (laughs) Wait, we have news. Yeah. We're we're in the news section. What else do we got to talk about? Uh, Mark Waite is getting sued by a white nationalist. Oh, jeez, man. Which, oddly enough, this guy's last name is Meyer. It is. Which is like, you know, if anybody should know the fear, not to be making broad generalizations, but a dude with the last name Meyer should, like, be wary of white nationalism. Hey. But. You know how it goes. Yeah, there are some self-hating Jews out there. Uh, but this dude launched a civil suit against comic book writer Mark Wade. Mark Wade filed on the 19th of September, my sister's birthday, uh, with the, the United States District Court in Austin. It claims tortious interference with contract and defamation. Basically, he says that he bullied Antarctic Press into not publishing that guy's book. Um... Antarctic Press actually made a comment saying, this is a untrue story. 
Please do not spread it. Nobody at AP contacted Marvel. Mark Wade did not bully anyone at our company, though he did call and express concern. No letters were written between us and Marvel. Mark shed more light on the situation, and the other factors came into play that do not involve any staff or freelancers at any other company that led us to our decision. We wish the Jawbreakers team success in their next phase. It's now bigger than we could have handled. They've had lined up another publisher who can get them into a bigger venue than we could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's Antarctic Press. Like we've said in the past, I love Antarctic Press. I hate that they had to sell their shit on crowdfunding. Like their online store is a crowdfunding site. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking bullshit. The, the interest- they actually have a good book out this week that's a post apocalyptic um fantasy like military book that I didn't read in order to bring you Black Book number one Blackbird number one. And now I regret it. Cause I wish I could have given Antarctic Press that time, but I didn't. It is what it is. Maybe next week. This this story might not be as big as news as we thought because as you were talking, I, I looked up a story and I found it. The article I'm looking at, 25% of it is that story. And then another, let's see, about six paragraphs are about how there there's a city in the quantum realm in Ant-Man and Wasp. That's just how the that's how that site works. I mean, did like did Wade write Ant Man and Wasp the movie? No, what it is, it's um, it's set up like. Wait here, I'm and I got the story from comicbook.com. Oh no, you got to go to the bleedingcool.com article. That's the original, right? And, the they, first and, and they say that yeah, that that story was reported by Bleeding Cool, and then. Two yeah. paragraphs later, they're talking about Ant-Man and Wasp. And yeah, the that's comicbook.com's bad. The Bleeding Cool article actually goes on and gives you quotes and everything. It actually has a PDF of the legal documents, the full court documents, so you can actually read the legal jargon if you have the Oxford Legal Dictionary on hand, like I do. Um, you can actually make sense of it for yourself. On hand, it's it's imprinted in my brain. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, so you go to bleedingcool.com. What the fuck are you wasting your time at comicbook.com? Comic book show. But bleeding cool is like the original article, like that. You're over here. You always hear bullshitting about <laughs> fake news and shit. Go to the fucking source, the mm. facts. Mm. You're over here going to some third rate site. That we've had trouble with before and taking them at face value. Like, you should know better than that. You're right. I, Mr. Don't know why I, listen to, I don't know why I listen to Tire Claw. I really should stop clicking on his links. No, you should have listened to me. I said bleedingcool.com. Like, you should have gone from that. Well, I'm on Bleeding Cool, and it's telling me three ways your dog asked for help. Yeah, that's. I but mean, I'm everybody not, makes not, money on the internet with I'm, that shit. I'm not gonna click on that link, even because my dogs don't need help. I don't have dogs, but I've had dogs. 
Uh, Meyer's case states that following Antarctic Press's experience, no other publishers would consider publishing Meyer's comic book. Meyer's only option was to self-publish by creating his own independent publishing company. Antarctic Press replied to that story. Have you read the reply? Yeah, I just read it. You did? Yeah. I read it while you were reading the fake news. It's a a (laughs) long-ass reply. I can't read that and chat at the same time. What the, what the fuck you doing chatting like you're on the mic? <laughs> I'm doing a lot of things. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to be doing two things. Broadcasting, running the soundboard if we need it, and talking into the fucking mic and listening. That's it. That's four no things. No chatting, no nothing. That's four things. And I have to record it. Meyer also states that because of Wade, he has been blackballed by the comics industry. I don't think that's because of Mark Wade. I, I think that's because he's a, he's a, because he's a cunt, piece of shit, white nationalist. That's why. <laughs> well, that's hey, five words. That's a that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> Apparently, look, it's America. He's free to be a piece of shit, white nationalist. But it's also my right to not want his book. Yeah, and you know, I that's mean, a piece I, of shit, non-white nationalist. There's, there's definitely like I, I, I can appreciate and understand why it is that people have begun to engage these folks, especially considering that you know, like they've kind of been emboldened as of late. Oh, yeah. but I long for the days where we could just ignore them and like you know. Well, treat that's them. what got us to this point is the ignored them. Like we should have taken a bat. Like we should have had Klansmen lynchings. You know no. what I mean? No. You, you say that, but like, you shouldn't yeah, lynch anybody. Larry, Larry you're, pro- you're part of what's wrong with America. Yeah, Larry's a part right. of yeah, me. You know what? I'm the yeah. problem. Yeah, I've talked to Larry. Yeah, you're right. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, hey, it's like there was a point. Like, I don't feel like igno- ignoring them is what got us to this point. It was because it, like, there those people have always been out there, and. What it is is just more so like, obviously, you know, every so often those kinds of opinions rear their heads and people would, yeah, tamp them down individually, but nobody was like taking them seriously. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I guess guess that's the thing. But that's why you got to take them seriously by taking a bat to their fucking head. No, see, but then that doesn't make that doesn't make you any better than them. It's like their opinions hey, are terrible, and they should. They dropped a nuclear bomb because of that. You know what I'm saying? A bat ain't nothing. No, no I mean, look, uh, we didn't drop a nu- any nuclear bombs on white nationalists. It was their allies, and it was in the same well, spirit. They, they were minorities. <laughs> that's that's the and whole. And they're point. more of a minority after it. Wait, it's a- like it- Asians weren't a minority. They outnumber white. That there's more Asians in the world than any other race. Yeah, but we're not like. I mean, I I think we were talking about from our perspective, weren't we? I mean, I don't know what the numbers were in '45, but I mean, I'm sure there were more of them than. Well, actually, I'm not 100 percent sure. You, there might there, but there's a strong possibility there were more of them than white people. In 45 as well. But what I'm saying is, 
you know, what we're from the perspective we're talking about, we're talking about white nationalism. It's like that's an American thing. Like, you know, <laughs> other, I blame no, I mean, CB Sabolsky. Like, they don't. They don't call it white nationalism. Like they didn't call it white nationalism in Germany. It was just nationalism. Yeah. It was democratic socialism. It, it was not. No, it wasn't. Socialism. It was Socialist Workers Party. And the socialist was just a token name to yeah. like to rally more conservatives. It was like, a misnomer. Like that dude's speeches match what fucking Alexandria Cortez is saying. Damn near word for word. Like, they, your orange leader, that's what they match. <laughs> he doesn't want health care for all. Look, there's no, no he didn't want health care for all. He wanted health care for white. Which was all. Say, it doesn't matter if you want health care for all if you decide to eradicate an entire group of people. Like, <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make health care for all wrong. That makes eradicating a whole group of people wrong. <laughs> it's like, why, why are we trying to make it uh, seem as if common sense isn't a thing? Well, because it's, it's Oz. Hashtag MAGA. <laughs> like, I'm just saying that dude was a Democrat. Common sense, common sense isn't like in their... Uh, in their uh, what's the French word I'm looking for, Larry? All I'm Genesis. saying is, I, I read that dude's book and it matches closely to what I see in the Democratic Party these days. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> it just feels to me like, you know, it, if we could get back to a point where the the, the opinions where people are like, you know, feel like it's okay to like marginalize folk to get, you know, like back into a little corner, that would be better. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not saying I don't want people to be able, feel free to express themselves. You can express yourself, but just, you know, just understand it's like, like most people don't think that way, or at least not here, maybe other places. I don't know. Well, that's but, the problem is that they do. Most people that aren't like us think like that. They're just well, not here. But then that's the thing. And though. ignoring them allows them to grow. Well, beating them isn't going to help. Oh, that's yeah. It. Look, it, it was, you know, if this was 1778, we could have tarred and feathered them and hang them in the town square. I've been, this whole time, I've been trying to look up. Richard Meyer and what he's done and aside from the Mark Wade lawsuit I really can't find a whole lot of stuff on him that's the thing he's trying to use that as a marketing thing like oh, are you talking about like other comic books um are you just, just in general ju just in general because I'm trying he's to the see in comics guy well I'm not like I'm googling him and really the the top thing about the the correct Richard Meyer is the Mark Waid lawsuit. I can't, it's, I mean, maybe I'm not searching correctly, but I'm not finding a lot of stuff about him aside from the Mark Waid lawsuit. 
Like we've talked so about if, him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, what I'm saying is if if Richard Meyer is the white nationalist, well, there's not a whole lot on him, which means he's not very good at his movement. Well, which the is a good is he thing, thought right? He could get a market in a in a niche market with comics. I mean, that's but what I'm saying is that's a positive, right? If he's the white nationalist in the room and googling his name specifically, I'm not able to find anything really on him. Yeah, that but kind that's of thing. It's that's like a, that's there's a positive. not that many like fans and comics that would side with him even if they feel similarly that he fe- that he feels right but so that's a positive right not no a lot it's a negative pe- for him well for him but i mean to... for society in general if the white I mean, nationalist is in... in general yeah but for society that the comics fandom is not a good microcosm of what american society is as right, a but whole. google isn't the comic fandom it's the everybody no, no, fandom no. but that's that's just him like he hasn't done anything in white nationalism other than in comics i can't even find his stuff in comics no but that's the thing he hasn't written any comics so he's I irrelevant think, like that's what we keep telling you oz like he just read comics didn't like them started a foundation to make his own comics and he can't get them made i think he did they, they crowdfunded it i think but that's what I'm saying. Like, he still can't. He crowdfunded it, got the money, and he still can't put it out. No, I think he self-publishes it. I think he can't put it out. That's why he's suing. E- either way, he's not coming up on Google. That's positive. Uh, a racist dude can't get his word out. Well, I don't understand what the problem is. But no, well, the problem is that the oh. racist dude got his word out and got voted in. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. that's what I'm saying that in the comics realm is not a good microcosm of what American society is. Like, you've just explained that to me. Like, you, you, you corroborated what I said. Also, too, he sued Mark Wade saying, like, oh, well, Mark Wade made it so I couldn't get my comic yeah. out. Which is like, I mean, the people that published the comic said that's not true. Yeah. Do you know what Mark Wade's <laughs> lawyer's name is? I'll say this. I don't know if I 100% believe the story because I'm sure if Mark Wade called Antarctic Press, I'm sure that had some weight. But at the same time, we know what it's what it, like because of our dealings, our personal dealings with, with Antarctic Press, we know how things run over there, and they very well could have just been like, "Hey, we can't handle this now because." You well, got remember when we tried to call Antarctic Press to like get some interviews and stuff, and you got yeah. the guy's house. Yeah, like if we looked up his the office address, yeah. and then we we street viewed it, and it was his garage. Yeah. So it would not surprise me. If Antarctic Press was like, hey, we just try to put out like a few comics every month or so. And if they were like, this, there's too much heat on you. We can't handle all that. I believe that. But I don't know if I'm like, oh, well, Mark Wade's call to them didn't mean anything. Because I know those, those guys all know who Mark Wade is. And I'm sure if they were like, hey, Mark Wade's like, yeah, I don't know if you should be messing with this guy. I'm sure that that had like some influence. It might not have been the only thing, but I'm just saying, you know, you should just 
tell it for what it is, you know? And it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, maybe maybe the guy uh, is owed a little something for Mark Way, but not a lot of something because it's like, at the end of the day, you wrote a comic about people beating up minorities and taking them to immigration. Like, that's not... Like, you know, so they could be deported. It's like, sure, there's an audience for that, but it's not the same audience as Spider-Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, he, he, he tried to pull his agenda in a space, a market, where the most iconic characters in the, in, in the world... Are only making, are only selling thirty to fifty thousand units a month, uh, it, and then the next one down is like ten thousand units. You know what I mean? And then anything that's not known sells like fifty units. Uh, so it's just bad business for white nationalism to try to go into comics. Like, it it would be. Uh, great if an if Antarctic Press published his books, but I mean he had a. I just I've been reading the whole time you guys were talking. He had an Indiegogo campaign, and apparently it was fairly successful. If he really wants to put these books out, he's gonna have I think more success through these campaigns where people technically pre-buy a copy of it. And overpay for it to be made and sell it to them. And he, I think he would have more success doing his own label. And I, I'm starting to think the more I read into it, th- this lawsuit is really just publicity. I mean, it, I don't see him winning it from what in this is just, I mean, I've only been reading it for a few minutes while you guys were talking. It's not something that seems like it's too winnable. I don't, see how he would benefit from this lawsuit other than the publicity. And if if he was really serious about getting these books out, he would just do more Indiegogo campaigns because it seems like he made more than enough to publish these books just on the original Indiegogo campaigns. I mean, he there's I'm reading that there's one where he made a quarter of a million dollars. That's way more than enough to publish a, a couple of books. Yeah, but he pocketed that and probably bought some, you know. Right, and that's what, what the white nationalists like. And, uh, and that's what he, I'm saying. He got some cargo shorts and a nice polo shirt. If, he, would, if he was serious about it, and this is the, that's the way he would do yeah. it. If he, he was serious Tiki about fuel. it. I mean, look, that... Propane's expensive. Tiki <laughs> fuel's not propane. <laughs> it's kerosene, like kerosene oil. is is even more expensive than propane. Not yeah. by the ounce. Your boy, uh, your boy did the cover for him, Oz. What boy? Uh, Van Skeever. Like he's a great artist. I mean, he is. I. Uh, Ethan Adolph Van Skeever. (laughs) (laughs) 
I need look. I need to have a conversation with that, and I'm probably the only one in this <laughs> in this uh, conversation that could have a conversation with Van Skeever that he would actually listen to. Oh, that's not true. I can Larry totally is the one. Yeah. Yeah, like, like me, yeah. I, I I'm not even gonna say like I'm the one. I, he would one. he would tolerate I, Larry, but like yeah, I I have the card. Like I'm uh, technically I'm yeah. a technically he's I'm a, a special he's a interest. White nationalist too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like you probably guys probably been at the same clan meeting. <laughs> but, no man, look. Like, Let's just say I, te- I know that, um, technically probably- I, I'm considered a special interest group at this point. Oh lord! I'll, and I'll leave it at that. I know um, you all didn't get to listen to that that uh, NPR story that I sent to you all, but no, one of the people that was in that story was Chuck Dixon, and he was messing with another guy um, yeah. that that like writing for another guy that was had like a, a crowdfunded campaign for like these like white nationalist comics and you know chuck dixon was like hey i just wanted to write comics he he was saying he was basically in the interview he was talking about how uh he was saying how when the two-gun kid made a comeback a while back and they made him they made him gay he was like it just seems weird that you made the two-gun kid gay when he wasn't gay before He's like, you can have a gay character, but make a different character to be gay than the Two-Gun Kid because Two-Gun Kid's not gay. And he was saying that, you know, after that, after he said that publicly, Marvel basically didn't have him writing anything anymore. And so he, you know, he was looking for other work. And he had been, of course, like he did stuff with CrossGen and, and did some other stuff, but when this opportunity came along, he was like, the dude didn't tell me what to write or, you know, he's never given me any kind of uh, editorial, uh, uh, um, like, barriers or any kind of, any kind of editorial edicts. I get to write what I want to write. And he was just like, I was happy about that. And he, wanted, he offered me work, so I'm working with them. And, you know, from from Chuck Dixon's perspective, he's like, well, I'm not offering this guy any credibility because of who I am or what I've done in the industry. I'm just writing comics. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I was listening to that and I was like, man, that's kind of. It's kind of unfortunate to hear because it's like. I I think that I, I think Chuck Dixon understands that. He does offer a certain amount of credibility, and he's just like, oh, but it doesn't matter to him, and that's unfortunate I'll because see, I'll see your NPR story, and I actually have, and we might talk about this next week or the week after that. Uh, I heard a more compelling story from. Uh, <laughs> How do you know it's more compelling if you haven't heard the other one? From uh, because NPR is boring. From uh, <laughs> David Mack. Uh, and his stories of bringing comic books to the Middle East, uh-huh. and CIA involvement, and just like 
really if if half the stories he told are true, it's dudes like James Bond. And he, I, uh, are you not sure the stories are true or not? Or? You know what? I mean, dude's dude's a writer, and I always question any story told by a writer. <laughs> I, I I mean, he's known for his art, but he's also a writer. You he, you can't forget that he got an, he's got all kind of awards for for his stuff. Um, but yeah, he's got some interesting stories. I might send you the the actual clips. I heard him. He had an interview on Coast to Coast AM. Uh huh. It just it, about him trying to bring comic books to places where some of the some of the stuff in comic books isn't exactly kosher. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's a it's definitely interesting. It's it's interesting story. Um, dude, from what he says, may have risked his life at a quote unquote Comic Con in nations that you know aren't really that open to some of the ideas in comic books. Well, just in his comic books, for example, like his character Echo. Yeah, which is amazing, and she's not going to be in Avengers Four because. <laughs> You know, it's a piece of shit. But his character Echo would not go well in the Middle East. Kabuki wouldn't either. Kabuki's like his self self-titled, like his creator own character. That yeah, Kabuki's like, like what he's if you look him up, that's the main that's thing. What that's what he's known for. That's Kabuki. Amazing fucking comic book, amazing art. I actually one of the first comic cons in San Diego I ever went, I got to see him live paint just like a portrait, like a what he would do in the cover. For Kabuki cool. for somebody, and it was watching it live in person was amazing. He also did the art for the Jessica Jones TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which is amazing art. The, yeah. the, the opening of that show is really just his art, and then there is one season which I think there's only been what has there been one or two, two seasons? Two, there's one season where one of the characters in, in the show was painting. And those were all his art paintings, and they were all yeah. amazing. Like I, any one of those, I would put on my walls if I could. There afford was it. one that he did. There was a, a series he did. It was Bill Sikovich. You know that name, right, Larry? You probably oh, yeah. don't want to call him Sikovich, but no, I don't. But I know it was you're... his art with David Mack paints over it. Um, and it was like animated. They animated their art to do webisodes for Dexter. Oh wow! And that was fucking amazing. It was like I think they had one for each episode that aired that season, and I think they did two seasons. That sounds cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Yep. Yeah, so I'll probably send you guys a copy of that. Do of it that, of that interview. I I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole thing myself. I just heard the coast uh, where facts live. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. why I snickered. But you know, these days you might find facts in strange places. Hey, I guess I don't know, man. I mean, I'll, I, I'll, look, I I believe him, but writers tend to embellish. A lot. When when 
when I start thinking about my theories about how things are going, I'm like, ah, oh, I could be on coast to coast. All, all I know is everything in that NPR story you can verify. <laughs> you can you can go on the internet and look it up yourself and be like, oh, there it is. Uh, Oz had a story. Yeah, he had a story about Lady Gaga fans trolling Venom. Oh yeah, I didn't get to read it, so I want to hear about it. It it basically, um, Lady Gaga fans, also known as Little Monsters, her movie is coming out the same the same weekend as Venom. So there's been a actually coordinated thing with them where they're just trashing the the venom movie on on everything possible it if it's if it's a a site you go to to see movie ratings they're on it because they want people to go see the lady gaga movie and i i saw this when everybody was posting about all these twitter comments about how how bad the venom movie is and don't get me wrong i pretty sure it's going to be bad i'm going to go watch it friday i'm not i don't have high hopes for it but at the same time while i was reading articles about how bad it was this article kept popping up that these fans are actually coordinating and it's it's something they've done before so it's not even a new thing and they're just trying to make this seem like like the just a bad movie even though i feel like i feel like the the gaga fans are shooting themselves in the foot really because if they had left well enough alone the word of mouth on venom probably would have been enough to just be like okay it's not gonna do that well now don't get me wrong it would still probably outperform that that movie i think it's called a star is born right and it's not it's, it's a bradley cooper movie i mean lady gaga yeah. is it it, but it, it has like Bradley Cooper and Dave Chappelle in it. It's so a it's, it's a remake. Of, it's a remake of a movie Andy that plays in it too. He's like the manager guy. Like he's like he might get an Academy Award out of this thing. Every no, time no, this no. movie's been remade, and this is like the third iteration of it, it's Four. done yeah. really well because yeah. they get re- like really talented singers. Lady Gaga is really. I don't listen to her to her music very much, You're but doing yourself I, a disservice. But I know yeah, no. she has a beautiful voice. Yeah, like that but, chick can sing. Yeah, if they had left well enough alone, like it probably would have been fine, and maybe come right behind Venom. But now they probably like messed around and pumped pumped it up so people can be like, "Oh no, man, that's just a Lady Gaga fan saying that about Venom," and it's like. Actually, it's true, but, but I don't think see it that weren't going to. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. It's two different markets, and yeah, one's gonna be one, and one's gonna be two. But ultimately, like the Star Is Born, I think is going for the Oscars. Like that's where its win is gonna be. Like they would like to make money, but it, you know, I was mad at Star Is Born for having Bradley Cooper opposite Lady Gaga, like. You know the the last one was Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Like that's two good singers. I'm like Bradley Cooper don't know how to sing. I think know. he actually does sing in that movie. He, yeah, but he I, he's not like known for a singer. You know what I mean? Like that's no, that's true. I just see him as the guy getting butt fucked in Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, I'm 
to to Moses' point, yeah, Lady Gaga is the one that I expected to be the singer. Now, the clips that I've yeah. heard from this movie, if that's Bradley Cooper, then he's good too. But I, that's not something. That's not what you would sell a movie on. You sell it on it's Lady so, Gaga for the singing. Yeah, like to me, it's like she's slumming it by singing next to him. Listen, no, it's, it's almost like like. No, but I'm, I'm talking to you as a little monster. Like, nah, nah. What do you mean, nah? A Star Is Born, by the way, has a, had a budget of thirty six million. It's not even. It's not even a musical. It's just a movie with singing in it. Right. But that's what I'm so, saying. Like, opposite her, like they need a better singer, like a better presence for a singer. You know. I, look, I what know. I've heard, dude can sing. He holds his own. All I'm trying to do is figure out how he makes the Rocket Raccoon voice. Like I still haven't. That's seen... just his natural Philly accent. Like it ain't I, nothing. Like I they do, seen... they do, uh, they do like some high pitch like After Effects thing on his voice. Okay, see, I, I haven't yeah. seen a, a a a picture or a video of him making that voice. Him singing because there isn't like it's an After Effect. Him singing uh, in this movie sounds more natural than the Rocket Raccoon voice. No, I mean, I, I know that. Like, in every movie, he no, sounds I, more natural. I'm, look, I, I'm on your side, Larry. I'm arguing with Mo at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, man, I'm like, I'm like, like, I know that there's probably some effect to it, but I'm like, so then if that's the case, can anybody have just spoken Rocket Rock? Yes, Larry. Yes, we've had this conversation before. We have not had this conversation. Yes, we have. We said it at, when they announced it. We were sitting at your house on that wooden table with the rickety chairs at nighttime. And I said, Larry, I wish Bradley Cooper would just use his regular voice. That would be good. And then I said, I would rather have just George Clooney do in regular George Clooney voice, Rocket Raccoon. You might have said that. I, I know that I said that. That doesn't feel like a conversation. That feels like just you talking. No. That look, that might have been just me talking, but I I <laughs> I know I was there. Like there was a pile of comics. Oh no, Your I'm cat, sure you the were cats there. were already dead. Oh <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind, I look, I know for a fact oh. when when any number of us get together in a room, there's alcohol, so memory yeah. are just gone. Yeah, I mean, the to to Mo's point, I mean, he's got the be, the best memory of all of us on this show combined. Like, I'm pretty, if yeah, Mo no, I'll give you, the, I'll give you that combined. But eh, we drink a lot, so I, look, it would not surprise me if Mo ends up having those Kavanaugh calendars. Like, I, mean, I would not be surprised. Well, they're all in my head. I'm not creepy enough to keep calendars. Bo, Bo like, it over is like they're all superhero themed. It's oh. weird because it's like I love beer. <laughs> love beer. <laughs> I love beer too. Oh my god! You have to get this Budweiser Copper. I'm sorry, that's a totally different subject. Go on. Is that the <laughs> bourbon barrel aged? That, yeah, that's it's Budweiser aged in Jim Beam barrels. Jim Bean. It, oh it's only god. good. Here's what I did. I have a, a a stainless steel cup. I put it in the freezer for a half hour, and then I poured a, a really cold Budweiser Copper in it. And that's the only way it tasted halfway decent. Yeah, I just drink it out of a, a cold. I I drink it ice yeah. cold for sure. And yeah, it's, it's no. Nah, in the me. bottle, it tastes like shit. On the glass, it tastes like better shit. Yeah, you got You can't drink it out of the bottle. You have to have yeah. a, a a glass for it. And you you 
are a bitter beer guy because yeah. I know you like you love Stone. I'm more yeah. of a of a sweeter. Yeah. And it it look this this beer is stronger and it has just enough sweetness. I It's like a it's like a like a retarded um craft beer. No, what's that? oh fuck. I was just drinking it too. What's the that British one? Newcastle. It's oh, like it's yeah. like a dumbed down Newcastle, and I love Newcastle. Yeah. So, it, like, yeah, but, it, but but Budweiser like, Copper is is my it, budget Newcastle. It, it is a waste to have you know Jim Beam is a product that I really love uh, as far as a bourbon goes, but I'm not I don't even respect it. Like I just love the flavor, but I don't respect it as a company. Um, <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> so, uh, I love your alcohol, but as a company, fuck you guys. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's they're, they're they're based out of Osaka, Japan. Are they? You really? know, like, yeah, it's owned by Centauri uh, Whiskey. Centauri makes amazing whiskey too, by the way, in Japan. Look, yeah, you just they making can't call it bourbon. Delicious. Yeah, they you're... can't call it bourbon because it's not in the U.S. So they own Jim Beam to do that. You're just they own Maker's me... Mark and Knob Creek as well. You're just making me glad I, I'm yeah. a. I'm a bullet guy. Knob Creek makes me hallucinate, yeah. so I can't even drink that shit. Um, so they they are good bourbons. They're just you know they don't have the American spirit I like in my bourbon. Um, and then Budweiser again owned by Centauri. That's why they match the two together. Okay. So, well, that, it, like I haven't drank like Budweiser is not like it. The thing is the having a lager into a. a a bourbon uh, barrel age process, Budweiser is not the one to do it. Like, they shouldn't do that one. I, I would have taken, you know, a Miller or Coors over it because the Budweiser is already sweet. It's It has a, a the, the barley to rice rate, to barley to hops ratio is disproportionate already. Um, something like a Coors or a Miller has more hops in it. So that bitterness complements the sweetness from the oak charred barrels that are in Jim Beam, but they're not owned by Centauri, so they wouldn't work with them. I guarantee there's a better uh, whiskey barrel aged beer out there, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I've had it because I've, I've been yeah. to a few places that, that have those and they give it to you in the fancy little Yeah, it's usually cup. a craft beer that does it. They but, use a craft, their craft recipe with a craft whiskey. And, but, and, and if, it you're, works, but if you're on a budget, I mean, this... Budweiser Copper is next best thing. Yeah, if I'm on the budget, I'm drinking two eleven. If I'm no, <laughs> well, if no I got money, two eleven is if you're broke. Yeah, no, I look. So I, okay, if you're on a mid range, then Budweiser Copper. It's better yeah, than Bud Light. How about that? Yeah. We'll leave it at that. It's better than Bud Light. That's not, that's not saying much. It's not as good as Newcastle, but it's better than. You Bud mean Light. it's almost as good as Perrier? I don't drink that shit. Yeah, well, you, you look Bud Light. Should I Might drink as Perrier? Well. Yeah, if you're drinking it, like if you're, you're gonna get the same effect as Bud Light because that shit's not gonna do anything for the buzz, you know. I mean, if I'm trying to get a buzz, I mean, rubbing alcohol and, and diluting no, it in but, water. No, you know, you're, you're being silly. I might go. I'm blind. just saying, like you know, Bud Light's a waste. Yeah. I don't even know how I started drinking this this shit. I'll tell you how I got it. Because I told you about it? Well, no, remember the uh, 
when you were here and you went to the shop and we stopped by that liquor store and the guy knew me and knew exactly what I wanted, but then we got something else. The guy that was they, sad when you told him you weren't drinking so much. Yeah. <laughs> An awesome much. story. It's and yeah. it, I, I'd like to tell it on the show, but it's just, you got to see the way Mo tells it. it like, yeah, he <laughs> acts it out. It's awesome. Yeah. So the other way, the other day, was it like last Friday? Yeah. Or two Fridays ago, I stopped by and I got my little Jim Beam bottle. And he's like, oh, I have a Jim Beam beer. And I'm like, what? And then he's like, here. And then he he gave me the bottle. He goes, here, try it out. Because I ordered a bunch of cases. And you seem like the only guy that would enjoy this because you, you like Jim Beam. That's your go-to. And uh, I said, okay. And I tried it out. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I didn't have the heart to tell him I didn't like it because it was free. And... Uh, but today I saw him and he's like, well, he goes, you want a case of that? And I'm like, uh, you know what? Maybe on the weekend because right now, I, you know, it's a, it's a Wednesday. But yeah, he's, that's how I got it. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to take it, but I had to try it at least. I forget the name of that liquor store, but whenever I'm in L.A., that's the only place I buy my alcohol. Yeah. It's not even the... um. That's not even the cheaper one in the area. I just go to him at a loyalty. Dude, that guy was so cool. Yeah, out of the like the Jim Beam I get from him, he gives it to me for seven. It's something like eight bucks. Everyone else has it for like five. But he's just a nice guy, and I want to, you know, make sure he pays his rent. Yeah, next time I go to LA, that's I'm gonna. Buy alcohol for all of us from that guy. Yeah, he's gonna cater our our live broadcast with nothing but booze and hot Cheetos. Did you guys guys see this story that Rosie Perez got cast as Renee Montoya? Yeah, I saw that, but I I thought it was the wrong Rosie Perez. Wait, where? In the Birds of Prey movie. There's a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, I I doubt it. I mean, I've heard they want to do it, but come on, really? I'm waiting oh, for you, my Booster Gold movie. You're doubting whether there's a Birds of Prey movie at all? Look, they said there was a Booster Gold movie. No, it's it's a it's a vehicle for Margot Robbie for her Harley Quinn. So that's what they're doing instead of the sirens. No, I think they're doing the sirens too. No, I think. <laughs> No. Look, I don't know. This Listen, is, this nobody is knows Cyrus. what's happening over at DC. Oz. Like, they're throwing a lot of stuff against the wall. But Ro- this, this, like the the Birds of Prey movie seems like it's a thing that's actually going to happen. They're doing it wrong, but it's still happening anyway. Obviously, because Rosie Perez as Montoya. Yeah, I was like, geez, that's a bad cast. Like, but don't get Oz, me wrong. Which Rosie Perez are you thinking of? <laughs> The actress from White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, like, there's the only right one Rosie Perez. Perez. I thought you were gonna ask me Who's what Montoya one? was. I was thinking of the one I saw at the airport once. What? Who, who was that? Who are you talking about? She, has, she did knows. a couple movies. She's a. Uh, I think she was a host on one of like Dancing with the Stars and stuff. You literally look up Rosie Perez. There's only one. I don't know who you're talking about. Dancing with the Stars. Why would it be that woman? 
You know what? It could be the same woman because she hasn't, she hasn't done anything in the last 10 years. Look, I put Perez actress on YouTube. No, no. I Ro- mean, on Google, Rose- and she came up too. Rosie but there's Perez. another one. Another Rosie Perez. Dude, Rosie Perez was like on The View. She was on TV. Like, that wasn't that long ago. And But it's the same lady? I, I don't know who you're talking about, Mo. I- you tell me Rosie you say the name Rosie Perez. There's only one chick I think. Yes, and she oh. had like a thick New York accent. Yeah, that's Rosie Perez. Damn it. She's, this is the Mandela effect all over again. Do the She's right big. thing. White man can't jump. Dude, Rosie Perez was in Do the Right Thing. You don't remember the ice? Yeah. But that's, there was another Rosie Perez. No, it's the same Rosie Perez. You're literally only allowed to have one person named what whatever the name is in Hollywood. Like, that's actually a rule. So there's only one Rosie Perez. Let's see. It's the re- reason why you had to have Vanessa Williams and Vanessa D. Williams. <laughs> like, you might be talking about the same person, Mo. Nah, it's not. Because the one I'm thinking about is different. What what makes her different? Like she was on a dance show? He's thinking of Rosa Perez. Who is Rosa Perez? Yeah, that's I, who I was thinking. I of. don't know. Obviously, whoever the hell Mo's talking yeah. about because it's not Rosie Perez. Oh, sorry. It's Rosalind Ch- Sanchez. That's who I was thinking. See, that's of. totally well, that's different. Completely different person. <laughs> who is Rosalind Sanchez? No one knows who that is. She's uh, like I'd rather have her as Montoya. Well, hey. Is she younger? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, I'd rather have her as Montoya. <laughs> Rosalind Sanchez is a Puerto Rican singer, songwriter, model, actress, producer, and writer. She's best known for her roles as Elena Delgado on the CBS Police Procedural Without a Trace. Oh, she yeah, I'd rather have this could, chick be Montoya. She, she could do it. Yeah. That's but, who I thought when I saw the, the, the headline, and I'm like, oh, sweet. Oh, oh. Rosie, per- look, Rosie Perez was a movie star when we were children. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even That's, know if this chick can act. I'd rather have her than Rosie gonna be, Perez. Like, they better call her Commissioner Montoya. <laughs> Actually, look, you're laughing, but I'm agreeing with him. Like, oh, she better geez. not be in love with any of these fucking sirens or uh, birds of prey. Oh man! Look, I all I know is she can't be the question. <laughs> That's yeah, what I no. know. <laughs> well, and that, I don't look. I don't. I don't want Montoya question before I get like the dude question. You know what I mean? Like I think the question right now is is right. Does it? Like they need to do that now. Like, th- does it bug you that that Black Canary is Asian? Who, me? The, either one of you two. I mean, I know it bothers Larry. Yeah, it does. I'm, For me... I'm, and I understand they're like, we want the cast to be diverse. And it's like, okay, well then, you're already like... But you have an like, Asian bird of prey. Right. Exactly. It, here, look, here's the other thing. Huntress, white chick. You guys yeah. okay with that? Because I'm kind of not. That's well, they're whitewashing Huntress. Huntress well, who is is it? Is it Helena? 
It's gotta be. Yeah. You. It's not gonna be what Wayne. You think it's it's Wayne? Well, if it's Wayne, it's white, and if it's the other one, it's white. It's not gonna be Wayne. Well, like Bernelli. I mean, technically, that's, it's that's, a, that's a technically Italian, technically white, but that should go to a Hispanic actress. Like that nah, should be what? that should be Rosa Sanchez. Should be Bertinelli. Look, I mean, I'll uh, take that. Yeah, like I agree with Oz and that, but they could just what? they could just make her Italian and just have her be like. I'll take that over Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like Mary what? Elizabeth Winstead should be the Cassandra came back girl and just covered where you don't see anything of her. Wait, so wait, so you're saying Italian people aren't white people? I'm saying they are, but if we're gonna like brownwash somebody it might as well be the italians right you can't yellow wash the black canary and then you know have the the white chick be the one character that could be a hispanic character i i don't i don't even well, I, I don't, i'm not i'm not even thinking about it like that i'm just saying, I, I don't understand how we get like italians the- are pretty much hispanic like they're right you know well, well even mm. like mexican like let's say we get a mexican I'm not saying Well, well, no, because they're way Catholic. Well, Irish are Catholic. Again, red, white, and green flag. Like that's like Mexican. <laughs> they got mother issues. They love to drink. They love to fight. They love to fuck. Like sounds like my Mexican family. Yeah, that's that's We're interchangeable. Sure talking to me. about the Irish still, and they're, okay. they're Mexicans. Look, there, there's one point where if you were Irish, you might as well be black in America. Look, even like, you know what they celebrate in Mexico for St. Patrick's Day? Larry, don't know. No, no. They celebrate the Irish that came over and helped them fight the white man at the Alamo. So? So that's what I'm saying. Like, they're pretty much Mexican. They fought the white man at the Alamo. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm Mexican, but I'm pretty sure my last name stems from a Gaelic background. That's how intertwined Mexican and yeah. Irish is. Yep, your last name is way Gaelic. It I, look <laughs> no, it actually is. I and strangely, it means it. Like if if you go back to the Gaelic, my last name is like literally translates to like dude with a red nose. Which means he's drunk. <laughs> that that's not even a joke. I've I've looked it up. It's my last name refers to the drunk dude with the red nose because he's fucked up. I just I just don't understand how we've gotten to this place where we yeah. have like the Birds of Prey movie is a Harley Quinn thing. Look, like we can't even fight the DC movie. Like they can't even get the rap right. Like, like, I I agree with you because that this Birds of Prey movie should have been a Gotham City Sirens movie. That's what we that's what we thought it was gonna be. That's what I that's what I reported. That's what Tire Claw posted. That this this was supposed to be a Gotham City Sirens movie, and somehow it's become Birds of Prey movie. I don't want Harley Quinn to be a bird of prey unless she's the villain of the bird of prey. If that makes sense, I'm burping a lot because fucking had a lot of beer. That's what happens when you drink Budweiser. Yeah, fuck this shit. It was the last twelve pack I'm getting. Budweiser is only good for seasoning meat. Like you should know that by now. 
I use Corona versus eating meat. Oh, you're doing yourself a disservice, friend, as Larry would say. <laughs> you know what? I'll throw this. I'll throw the rest of this crap on on the next batch of carne asada I make. Oh, that might be good. Like, do it on pork. Really, pork, not beef. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the whiskey, like, if you do whiskey on pork, it comes out really good. So if you do bourbon aged barrel. Uh, Budweiser on pork is gonna be even better. You're gonna get a nice little, little crust, almost like a ham, cru- like a ham glaze. Well, it depends how you cook it too, but <laughs> on the grill, of course. Yeah. All that to say, fuck out. this movie. Right. Text in chat. He says, "How old is Rosie Perez now? Like fifty some? Two point five billion. Rosie Perez was sixty. Yeah, she's got to be like. Well, she was born in like 1962. Or she was something? born in 64. Yeah. So, so you that, got. So- all right, here. Hold on, hold on. I'll do the math. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a calculator sound effect, Oz. Oh, um, what oh, the hell is oh, a calculator on, sound on, effect? On, on, 74. That's 10. Okay, <laughs> so 74 to 94. That's another 20. That's like what, like 30. Like I know the age because I Googled, and 14. I that's another 20. That's like 50. And we're 2018. So, yeah, she's 85 years old. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Actually, Heck 54, but that's close. Not all Italians are white, Larry. Jeez. Yeah, Larry. Fucking racist ass, Larry. That's me. And racist. most of them are half black. Right. Because everybody knows what the Italians love to claim is that they're half black. Hold on. I'm still trying to figure out what a calculator sound effect sounds like. Like yeah, an adding, yeah. well, you have to get oh, like an adding, adding machine. Yeah. Like an abacus? No, no, the adding machine, the, 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 where you like hit the button and when you hit enter, it prints out. You know, why is Oz trying to pretend like he's young? Because Oz, you remember the, you've seen these things, like the things they use where you type, you had the, the 10 keys and it had like the roll of paper and it made a, a noise. How am I supposed to find that as a as a sound effect? What's the sound effect? The printing noise? No, it's the king of the keys and uh, when and you hit print. enter. It's like if you do a typewriter sound, like you hear like tapping, 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 and then the 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 little like um, like uh, the comes out. Okay. Yeah, I literally just type in sound effects adding machine, and let me click that. Is that it? Is that's kind of like it. That's, that's <laughs> and there's this. It's a bad one, but yes. How about how about that? Let's see here. That's better. Here, listen. That's it. That's that's what you want. Yeah, you want me to hit it. a button and that noise pops up. You what? You want me to hit a button and that noise pops this up? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh wait, do you have one? I think I have one. Hold on. Okay. Well, you play. Without adding it to oh, the no. Toy. This one has uh, voice in it. No, your, your machine is talking to me. I don't like that. Oh, there we go. Oh, not that one. That one's bad. No, that's bad. The other one. Let's see. Oh, oh, here we go. That sounds like a camera. That's it. That's what you want? That's what it sounds like. Okay. That, that's a good one. Here's, let's see. Here's another one. 
I like when the ribbon sounds more. Like when you can hear the ribbon coming. Uh, nobody, the, nobody knows what the hell a, a ribbon is. Here, listen, 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 listen. There it is. Totally works. There it is. Why don't you guys have to talk to me? Yeah, yours is talking to me. Because I'm actually looking at demos of different machine models. Because I got to get the right sound. Here's mine. I don't think anybody talks to you at that. This is what you want, right? That's yeah, that's, that might be alright. Okay. Yeah, I'll look. I'll cut that and I'll put that on a button. I guess. <laughs> that's, that's what you want. Look, I'm I'm just here to serve. You don't remember those things, Oz? Like, I rem- I remember those when I worked at a casino, because that's what we fucking used was just a calculator that printed everything you typed into it. Right, that's an adding machine. Okay. Look, I'm here to serve you guys. Okay, I've look, whatever clips you want, I add onto my machine. I got clips here that you guys haven't even heard. Oh yeah, uh, like what? Like your mobile theme, but you haven't figured out how to save us money, so I can't push. Actually, that I got a mobile deal for you right now. You right now? Right now. Okay, well then I'll go ahead and. Hit that. Here comes the money. Here we go. Mo money, money. mo money, mo money, mo money. money. money, money, money. (laughs) What's your mo deal? So, uh, Comixology has a sale on all the Saga trade paperbacks. Nice. Except for like the last two. They're all $4.99. Wait, the last two? Did they finish that? Did they finish that? that No, no, no. the, The last two that he put out. So they got everything from the first one to like I think they're like on the twelfth one already. Is that book ever gonna finish? Uh, okay. I hope so. When when I first read that book, it seemed like it should have an ending, and so, then it went on forever. So volume one, three ninety nine. Volume two, five ninety nine. All the way up to volume. Hold on, hold hold on. Three ninety nine for volume one. How many? books that encompass because six they all have six between six because six? 399 is what fucking one one the, issue the the wrong earth cost right was 399 so, and that's a now, regular size comic book with a fucking extra grant morrison story that's actually boring as hell what what image does is the first three paperbacks always like seven bucks and then the rest are like normal price, like twelve bucks. So this one, you know, Saga Volume One is seven ninety nine regular price, three ninety nine with the sale. Um, volume two, three, four, five. No, two, three, four are five ninety nine. Volume five is seven ninety nine for some reason. But volume six, seven, eight are all five ninety nine, and then volume. Yeah, that's it. Eight. Even even then, at seven ninety nine, you said volume three was seven ninety nine, which but volume three is six books, right? I think no, volume five is seven ninety nine. I think that one is like six or I think like eight books. They're they're all at, at least six books. We'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And a book is two ninety nine on average. So if you can get, you know, that's what. Two and a half books worth of money for yeah. eight books, even if it's only six books, which is which is an average um, trade paperback. That's still a decent deal. 
for him. But and Saga is a great story. I haven't kept up on it, but it's one of those books that I regret not keeping up on it because it's it's really well written. The art is decent. I really can't find any fault with anything on uh, Saga. And the story's been really good. I've been keeping up with it. And, uh, you know, it like, I, I envy the people that can wait for the trade paperbacks because Lord knows, like, those, like, they go on hiatus and stuff. And if yeah. you haven't been reading it, this is a great, that's a great way to catch up. The problem with Saga is that they do the run, it's like a season, you know? Right. They'll take a break for like three months and then bring out bring you six issues and then take another break. And what I did is I couldn't, I hated the breaks, so I would just yeah. wait for the trade paperback. And now right. I'm behind three issues. Now, a good thing, this thing about this comicsology deal is like, you got to act now because today's the last day of the sale. Oh, look, you got two hours. Make it yeah. happen. So Unless you're I, listening in a different time zone, then it's too late for you. Or in the archive. But play oh, that music one more time and then. And, uh, yeah, that was the Mo deal for today. Good job, Mo. Act now. We should just get going, too, though, because... Yeah, yeah, it's time. Larry doesn't know how to manage the show. Everybody knows it's about me. Oscor, play us out, buddy. Just use the the adding machine. We'll use... We'll go with that. (laughs) I'll I'll add the adding machine sound effect, but <laughs> I I don't really foresee the large use. I can't see myself using it that often. I mean, not as much oh, as, dude, as this oh, button oh, right oh, here. Math often. Yeah. Fuck you! I I, <laughs> like, I, I do see, math like every other episode. Do you? Yeah. I must not pay that much attention. Well, because you don't have the sound effects. For an adding machine? Like, I know you're very educational, so I, I put this sound effect. Or you know. <laughs> you have no idea how educational some of Moe's rants are. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, it's weird because they borderline, like, rantings of a madman, but then there's actually, like, wisdom in no, it. No, they are Because I, I listen to them when I'm trying to cut out stuff for the for the promo and it's like man i like i really that sound effect right there would have been perfect and then terry claw says something stupid i have a lot of and then that's when you have the that's when you play the prices right losing horns i don't know why that's not on my board (laughs) you just said it and i'm like like i was looking for the button about to push it i'm like wait that's not on here (laughs) <laughs> and I'm a little bit sad for it not yep, being okay. there. Next time, well, maybe I have you singing on this board. Oh, that's unfortunate. Right? Look here, <laughs> I'll push it right now. The final. <laughs> that was more to annoy Joe, but he has been that's on it all. I gotta push these buttons now because I'm not gonna be able. I'm not gonna have them on me for like three weeks. But that's pre-production shit. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Playing we're, rap we're music. Up. Oh, is that what? We, okay. That's what we need. That's what we need. Us wrap up music. All right. All right. All right. <laughs>
All right. Oscar, why don't you give me some final thought? Uh, Budweiser Copper. I was going to go into a long soliloquy about how awesome it is, and then Mo convinced me it's, it's crap. So... Uh, try it if you can, but don't get more than a six-pack because apparently it sucks now that Mo has educated me on, on this beer. Yeah, if you do want a, a nice bourbon barrel-aged uh, beer, I'd go with Stone's uh, Arrogant Bastard Oak. Now, it is a stronger beer in general, plus you add the bourbon undertones. I mean, you'd really, it's like Thor's hammer. You got to be worthy to enjoy it. But most people end up blacking out and throwing up. Budweiser Copper, by the way, 6.2%. Yeah. Uh, Arrogant Bastard Oak is like 9.8. Wow. Big difference. All right. Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, rest in peace, Carlos. Sekara or Escara, what's his name? Everybody knows him for Just Dread. I know him for Just the Pilgrim. That was a good book by Gerald Garth Ennick. And yeah, it got a sequel, but that's what I like them from. Rest in peace. Word. The entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, uh, at Fantastic Forum on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram, Fantastic Forum on Instagram. Uh, check the Facebook group, too. Why not? This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, we're out.